The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Because you're a dick. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It's 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John Holmberg. I brought Brady Bogan. I brought Beth, Brett Vesley. I got Big Dick Toledo. This is uh, ready to go for a Tuesday morning. A glorious Tuesday morning. Off and running uh, for this. Uh, uh, it's springtime. Somehow or another, it's still chilly outside. It's weird. I'm loving every second of it. It's going to be nice today and then cold again during the week. And I don't know what's going on. I have no clue what's happening. Yeah, 81 degrees, I heard, today. Yeah. It's like and how many like 60 weeks? And, and Thursday. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. And how many weeks consecutive can we go with the chance of rain? Yeah. It's happening all the time. And I'm actually, I like that part. But yeah, I do. We haven't hit 90 yet. And I'm usually by now, I'm taking the doors off the Jeep. I got, you know, I'm not even considering it. Anyway, uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Because this basically means it's going to be 110 in November. It's all, yeah. it's all lasting too long. Everything's been pushed back this year. And it's all just in an effort to not talk about yesterday and what happened in Nashville. This one uh, is a no-touch for anyone. I don't know who gets a, a Christian school shooting with a transgender shooter. Uh, every news outlet just wet their pants trying to figure out how they're going to angle this and then realized, oh, we can't win. Because you either attack the LGBTQ alphabet people or religion gets beat up. This uh, For, a, for a, a mass shooting, for a school shooting, this one's going to get buried. And unfortunately, this is like the worst thing that's happened in forever. This is a bad one because it's like little kids again and whatever. Just man, oh man, is this brutal, but... Weird. I feel like out of the starting blocks it was getting buried because yesterday we were on the air when John Gordon came in and told us we didn't get any alerts. No. And None. Even, even this morning when I was watching the news, it was like the third story in. Yeah. It wasn't even like the lead. And it's not because we're numb. It's, this one's just like, Ugh, yeah. hands off. Because if I even say, well, clearly it's some lunatic shooting the place up, I'm not wrong. Because anybody willing to shoot up anything is a lunatic. But if I say it's because they're a trans lunatic, now I'm all of a sudden it means I hate all trans people. Here's yeah. what I do hate. All trans people who shoot places up, I think I hate all of those. I will go out on a limb and say that my my thinking that this trans shooter is insane doesn't mean I think all trans people are insane. Guess what, though? There's a ton of trans people who are nuts. 
But that doesn't make everyone crazy. Uh, but the one that shoots up a room, I don't want them in my group. I don't know why we were like, because there was somebody there yesterday saying it's very dangerous to start saying that the shooter, because of their life, uh, their their choices in life were, um, they're insane. We have to be very careful with the wording of the mental. I'm like, why? They walked into a room and shot it up. They're automatically insane. It doesn't matter what they thought their penis and vaginas were supposed to look like. doesn't matter. You're automatically nuts. But we can't even mention, well, if we say they're nuts, that means we hate all trans people. What, what trans people still want this person included in their bundle? What trans group is still like, well, they're one of ours. Uh, dismiss them from your group as fast as possible. You don't want this nutbag to identify with your group ever. If they said a KUPD employee... Uh, shoots up a Christian school and be like, well, that's better. No, KUPD doesn't affiliate with that person anymore. They're, they they were they worked here. We hate them as much as you guys do. They lost it. I'm not going to sit and uh, like, well, bald white Swedish guys with Berg in their last name. Uh-uh. We're not on the same page. Once you start shooting up, you're not on my team anymore. You're out. You don't represent a single ounce of what I like in life. So, yes, you're crazy. And that trans person just happened to be Trans loony. Anytime you have a plan to shoot something up, it, it, that kind of trumps whatever your lifestyle choices are. Your your main lifestyle choice is murderer, right? Yeah. So the murderer community so should be the one we're focused on. But the news yesterday, both sides, like, you know, checking in CNN, checking in NBC, everybody was kind of like, eh, I think we like the footage of this tornado death more than we do this. This story's... Uh, it's got too many uh, pitfalls and too many landmines we could step on if we say the wrong thing. The trans community is going to... Who in the trans community is going to be mad if you make fun of this one? We can rip this one, right? Uh, I know. It's, <laughs> it seems to scare people. Yeah. Uh. Something that's just a little more uh, disturbing as well. It was the 129th mass shooting in the U.S. in right. the first 86 days of 2023. That seems a little heavy. That's thick. That's a thick one. And we're going to it. And then where do you go? It's like, is it because it's being covered and that ideas out yeah. there and this is how we now settle our You get me off on an Alex Jones rant. I don't know. My Alex Jones rant comes from the fact that we've been putting people on pills since 1989. And well, you've seen, a, you've seen a sharp into- increase in weirdness. Not necessarily shootings, but freaking weirdness. Since then, people that can't handle emotional stress, they can't handle anything. And, and once I, they go off the and, meds. And, and then once their meds aren't working, even if they're not off of them, but they're, you know, eh, it's not really good. They got to boost the uh, dosage a little bit. And sometimes they just don't. I'm not saying it's everyone. I'm not saying it's unnecessary because we can't have conversations anymore that aren't black and white. There's no nuance. Two things can't be true at once in most yeah. minds. But the fact of the matter is, we started to pill up everybody who had a, a slight emotion somewhere around the time I became a senior in high school. Baby on board generation was the first one that got coddled. Parents wanted to be everybody's best buddy. They couldn't stand to watch their kids cry over a breakup, so they stuffed pills down their throat, whether they needed them or not. And now you've got a bunch of people who can't handle anything bad. You've got a group of grown-ups that are like, wait a minute, the world isn't fair? That's not what I was taught. I was taught everything's going to be easy. And certain people can't deal with that. And that's my philosophy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. But you know what? I don't care. There's got to be some truth to it. There has to be. It's the the correlation of the time of all this. It's like we didn't have people. We've had guns the whole time. We haven't had people just wandering into stuff, shooting away. We've had shooting galleries before. It used to be like a huge rarity. 
that somebody would wander in and just fire away at strangers. The mass shootings in the past were always, I'm angry at a girl, something stupid yeah, happened to me. Employee. Or we, we did what was right back then and just say, lunatic. Lunatic lost his mind, and everybody knew he was the office lunatic. And that's the other philosophy is we're not allowed to call people nuts anymore. You used to have to used to be able to look at a guy, like Bill Burr said in his special. A guy got a little loud outside. Somebody made a phone call. Next thing you know, a couple guys in white coats showed up and said, "Getting a little noisy out here, don't you think?" And then stuffed him in a, a long sleeve shirt that wrapped around his back and said, "We're going to put you down for a few days until we figure out what exactly you're capable of." But now. It's discriminatory to look at the lunatic and call him a lunatic. Now it's only a danger to themselves. Right. Like and you know what? Binds. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, you can't hurt anybody else. You'll only do it to you. Yeah. The, 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 again, two things being true at once. I don't want this particular world to be able to label lunatics. Because it'll happen to everybody who disagrees with you. So yeah. the, 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 we don't have enough straitjackets for a, as often as people would be accused of being insane because if you're a MAGA guy and you're a, a liberal and you work next to each other, you're both going to call on each other eventually if you even open, open your mouths about what's going on. But, yeah, this trans shooter thing in this Christian school, man, you got religion, you've got – and it's a former student. It was a biological woman thought it was a man, right? 28-year-old uh, – no, I think I'm it's – I thought it was – No, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a woman. I think it was born a female. Audrey, 28-year-old Audrey Hale, a former student who may have been transgender. I thought it was a man. Initial reports just said female shooter. But Hale had been using the the he, him pronouns online and sometimes uh, the name Aiden. Yeah, it was a man. Manifesto. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was that way. Either way. It's twenty year old suspect because of her, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Audrey Hale, who also goes by Aiden. So it's a woman that wants to be a man. I believe so. Yeah. Which is a oh, well, that's it is a woman because they gave the stat yeah. it's like point oh three percent of all mass shootings have been by women. Or three percent, which was a lot higher than I thought. Naturally I, born a woman or naturally born a woman. I, yeah. right. I'm not even making a joke. This is why everybody's like, see, they can't even talk about it. Yeah, because we're uncomfortable. It's a natural born person who turned into a murderer. It doesn't really matter. Your genitals don't matter at this point. Your your biological sex uh, has no bearing on anything outside of the fact that uh, you might have been crazy. And that might not have been a normal swaparoo. That might have been a lost human being. Uh, we got the official word. Female trans to male. Yeah, to male, uh, right. Yes. Still yeah. had a... a broomhead's a... Still had a hole, though. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore how to... <laughs> we have to get back to a society where we call f- crazy people crazy and we strap them up every once in a while. But again, I don't want the Twitter world to start determining who's crazy. There's the uh, double edge of that. Either way, it is an, it is a very difficult... And, and just, I'm not a news guy. I do like to watch it, but I'm not a news guy. But watching them cover it, like you said, Brett, it was like, mm-hmm. we'll tell you about it. We're not diving deep on this one. It was almost a by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah, it's got another one. It's pretty sad. Yeah. A couple kids got killed. But, uh, it's just, here's some tornado footage. See, a lot of people, into this is better visuals. We like this kind of destruction rather than that other thing. Ted kids and Jesus and trance. I mean... Yeah, this is a plot no one's going to touch in Hollywood at all. We got in Christ school. We got a transgender lunatic. I'm like, okay, we're out. No, I'm not. To, I'm not writing this. I wouldn't even. Let, I bet you Chat GPT wouldn't write it. Yeah, we don't dabble in those kind of things. I don't deal with religion. I don't deal with transgender stuff. I don't want to make fun of anybody, and I'm certainly not shooting kids. 
It's Pro- crazy. Props to the Nashville police, though. I mean, they awesome. they handled it right away. I mean, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. So here's the thing about that. 14-minute response time from first shot fired to, to dropping this lunatic. 14 minutes. Amazing when you consider we didn't know what was happening. You get a phone call. These people, the, the police who I think, again, sit and defund and talk about hating cops yeah. all you want. This is something nobody wants to run into. And they pop in there, and they get the job done. And it's 14 minutes. Two officers. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. However, and it, I'm not complaining. I'm saying that is the best we've got, 14 minutes. Uh, that is an eternity gap between phone call and arrival for the people in it. So, you know, eventually. Do you think, that, do you think it needs to be increased? I mean, oh, no, no, no. there's nothing yeah. you can do. Yeah. I mean, that's the like, what I'm saying is that's the best you can. That's the best two minute drill you can have. Like it is going to be unless you're right next to a police station. There's nothing they can do better than what they did. Unless you have it. Uh, unless you got somebody I, right there on yep. scene. And that's the uh, that's the new argument, which is like it, enough's enough. Like, like I, 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 I don't know how you feel, Brady. You got a kid in a school. I mean, I would want. We got a uh, letter last night from our uh, school st- superintendent. And said, here are uh, additional steps that have been yeah. put in for security protocol. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday at Tactical Black. And Jay's like, look, there's a reason why uh, the Israeli airlines have never been hijacked. There's a reason why you're not wandering into that kind of situation. They're, they're well-trained, they're armed, and they know how to... They, they, there's always somebody that's ready to do it. They're, they're prepared for some lunatic to wander in because they're surrounded by lunatics. You, and they're prepared for it. And we, you know what? It sounds terrible. But if you have, you know, have all these, you know, uh, and somebody will argue, well, they're all crazy. It's not true. Like military guys that come back, retired police officers that want something to do. Uh, you know, you give them an opportunity to stand at a school and just be a line of defense. You're going to have somebody there in less than two minutes if there's a well-trained individual that's standing by. But they've gotten rid of all the resource officers. They've gotten rid of all that other stuff. They don't want to scare the kids with someone has a gun on campus that's horrible. I don't know. I was a kid once, and I kind of remember thinking to myself, I like when there's, there's a, a, a large grown-up that seems to be stopping anything bad from happening. We had a nutbag at Rhodes once when we were running the mile, and he was standing outside the fence talking to the kids as we ran around the thing. And you remember Coach Morgan. Oh, man. He was the ultimate warrior, Brady. This dude. He literally looked like it. He looked just like yeah, the ripped. ultimate. Oh, yeah. If he had the little thing tied around his bicep, you would have thought it was him. Hair. Or headbands and everything. Had the long, flowing hair. Yeah. yeah. Everything was Ultimate Warrior except the makeup. I, Fake tan and everything. You know everything what, Brad? And- now that we're talking about it, I'm not sure he wasn't the Ultimate <laughs> Warrior. He right. could have been Eric Hellwig. <laughs> yeah, we, we never saw him outside of makeup. That might have been, Mr. Morgan might have been the Ultimate Warrior. But this guy was chatting with us, and we went around the second lap, and Morgan always ran the mile with us because, of course, he did. And uh, as he came around... It's the first time I ever heard a teacher cuss or anything else. And I'm not sure he was cussing. I just assumed it. He wandered over and he goes, uh, just left the mile. Uh, the fence was like a little bit away. And he's like, what the f*** is your problem, man? He's like, hey, 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 hey. And Morgan was ready to just tear into him. He didn't do the ultimate warrior. Ooh, brother. You know, he didn't go into the thing. But <laughs> Storming over there. It, it made us all feel better that there was somebody in charge of that situation. It was great. And he had a dude with a gun walking around. I want a guy with a gun on my team walking around. I don't have, you don't have it. And nobody wants guns in schools, and nobody wants, but nobody wants this either. So you got to, somebody has to say something smart eventually and just take a chance. Say, you know, I would have admired Biden yesterday if he'd have come out and just said, screw it. 
We're, we're putting a gun in every school, or I'm banning. I'm banning a gun. At least take a step in a direction. I can disagree with it all the way I want, but somebody needs to say something. At least get the ball rolling. Where it'll just cause a huge fight, though. We know nobody can talk. But Biden went on and talked about ice cream. I, I saw that. Got, he's got something Surprised. wrong. He's got something very. You don't wrong. believe me? Yeah. Got a fridge full of it upstairs. Ice cream. It's good stuff. Ben anyway, and Jerry. Let's talk about death. Vanilla chip. Talk about <laughs> vanilla chocolate chip. He loved it. You think I'm kidding? Jerry Garcia. I got a full got a full one upstairs. Full ice cream. All right. Sir, focus. Right. Murder. Idiot. But yeah, that's that's the stuff that makes you feel like nobody's ever gonna get anything done. But anyway, crazy lunatic transgender. There, I said it. It's Everyone's an okay now. drill that has changed uh, schools, you know, the last couple of years. On top of fire drill, there's yeah. the lockdown drill. There's a lockdown that drill. Oh, they have do. that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Do you get under your desk like you did tornadoes? You know, I'm not exactly. I know they go to certain areas. Each, you know, classroom moves to a certain. Turn the lights out. How about this? Jay talked about this at Tactical Black yesterday. How about like before an airplane takes off, you go through all the protocols of doors locked. Uh, all doors, outside doors shut. The bell has rung. We're all done here in order to get in. You walk through that front gate only through the office. Uh, you know, people can see yeah. this was a side door again. There was another breach. You're not taking a plane off until everybody goes, all right, doors shut. Everything's secured. We're good. Well, all she shot through she the shot doors. Through the door. and oh, she I heard it was open. The, no, no, she shot right, through the glass doors the and walked through. report yeah, was people me. were okay. mad. It was unlocked. No, she yeah. shot so it. I didn't hear that yeah. part. All right. Well, then that doesn't matter anymore. Because when I heard initially that the door right. was flung open, and now, I'm like, well, just start school by locking up. Look, I mean, you can, you know, again, you can have the door, the one entrance, but if there's windows, if there's whatever, yeah, but, uh, They can still like, get in, but at least there's deterrent. eyes on it. There's yes. eyes on it. So you're seeing one particular uh, entrance. People inside can go, oh, we got somebody walking towards us with two, um, you know, long rifles and a handgun. You're going to yeah. see that. Somebody hopefully inside there is going to see that. Anyway. It's a long, long discussion, and sometimes you can go, oh, I was wrong. Eh, no big deal. But some, hey, look, trans people, some of you are nuts. Some non-trans people are nuts. Exactly. It doesn't matter what, That's my what point. you identify as. Calling nuts one are of everywhere. You, calling yeah. one of you nuts doesn't mean I think you're all nuts. He's nuts. I think you're all nuts for wanting to cut your dicks off, but that's just <laughs> me. I think that's nuts. I understand you've got something going on that makes you feel like that's a thing. To me, that's crazy. So you have to understand. It's a tough sell to someone who doesn't want to cut their dick off, but that's a good idea. I ain't going to shoot you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you're going to murder me 99% of the time. But if you want to get into the discussion of how normal it is for you to feel like cutting your dick off, you're going to run into a little bit of an opposition with me going, I don't see that as normal at all. And we can both live our lives... Without thinking you hate all Swedish people and I hate all trans people. Or can we? I think the second you tell me, you know what I could live without? This dick of mine. The conversation's just made a drastic change to something I disagree with wholeheartedly. My first words after that are like, you're going to regret cutting your dick off. I think the time we've spent with it. Oh, I've had nothing but good memories with this guy. I mean, he's gotten me in some heat. There's no question. He's done some. But essentially, I'm in, I'm the pilot of him. He just has heavy influence. It's a powerful member. He has a lot of influence over me. A lot. 
He's that friend that wants to do coke, and I don't do coke. But man, does he make it seem like a good idea sometimes. All right, all right. Will you shut up if we do this? Just help me out, man. All right. He's my homeless attachment. He's my homeless brother. He needs money. I give him money. But yeah, to cut him off, I immediately think that conversation starts with a crazy person. And you know what? The trans community, and I know you don't all cut him off. You can think I'm crazy for wanting to keep it. I'm fine with that because you know why? I'm secure in what I believe. I have no issue with you disagreeing with me about keeping the dick. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty cemented on this one. This is a nice feeling for me. I don't want to chop her up. Yeah, please understand. And again, you're, we want to lose. you're free to disagree with me about that. Uh, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh, you're wildly wrong. You're free, you're free to say, John, that you should, everyone should want to try it. I'm not going to. I might try some girls' underpants someday. I don't see them working out for me, though, you know? I have never tried it, so I can't really, uh, you know, dismiss the idea that it does feel better. But I've seen girls' underwear, at least the girls I deal with. (laughs) And I don't think their underwear is going to do any good to me. It's going to split something in half, and it's going to go in a place I don't want it. And immediately, just on the floor, I'm like, that stuff's not for me. Yeah. This one says, uh, John, most trans men, female to male, get top surgery before they decide if they want the D surgery. I should know. I'm a trans guy. Right. And you're not crazy. Right. You know, because you're taking steps. You're actually not a crazy person. We've got to be able to talk to each other without me saying something you don't like and me hating every transgender person on the planet. I don't. I hate everybody on the planet. I don't care what you are. You have to prove to me you're worth liking. I don't care what color you are or what you want to do with your wang. Yeah, and I know that. I have a, 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 a friend of mine has a, a, a son now that did the top surgery and is considering the rest of the, the whole shebang. And it's weird. The parents are like, this is weird. This is hard. This is a very strange thing. Understand, it is tough for your parents. Oh, pretty big decisions for the person. Because God forbid you'd cut it off because there is a there is a unmentioned large percentage of people that go, I shouldn't have done this. After they do it. Yeah, it's bad enough when people get those drunken tattoos, let alone exactly. cut their crank. <laughs> this is a fairly permanent yeah. decision. Uh, anyway. What if we uh, employ retired veterans armed on campus for security? What a great way after screening to both protect our students and make veterans have a purpose. Uh, look, I don't no see any, I don't see an issue with that at all. Again, everybody wants to go to what the news tells you that every veteran is insane and they have a gun. They're, they're right, not, we have that. It's not side the case. Numbers. It's not again. You can. It isn't. And how about this? An interview process to weed out loops. But you can't have an interview process to weed out loops anymore because if you call somebody loop, you're like, I'm qualified. My resume says, yeah, but you're nuts. I've talked to you. You, you seem like a crazy person. Your you resume, know you weren't yeah, there. Exactly, your resume looks good. But you showed up with a blood-soaked bandana on your head. I don't think I want you at the school. That's kind of what we, I, I believe we basically have at GCS. Undercover. By the way, a couple of uh, veterans for you got a couple of more. Good, yeah, and they're very and you pay for it, and that's yeah. what you know. That's a good thing. Uh, by the way, Aiden, the uh, trans guy, and a female to male, and just the top surgery first. You had your boobs taken. I'm trying to figure it out. It says usually trans men 
get top surgery first before they decide they want the D surgery. So you get boobs beforehand. Let, let's see that. Aiden, send a photo to uh, uh, B, D Toledo. B no, D Toledo at EKUPD.com. <laughs> let's shock Toledo this morning. I get enough crazy videos. I don't yeah. I like that. I like either B Vesley or D Toledo at Well D is more appropriate. D would be appropriate. D, 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 D yes. Toledo at 98KUPD. <laughs> either way, it's just it's just a weird more. I remember being I was brand new to radio. Uh maybe 5 months into doing a morning show. I wasn't I I kind of got thrown into mornings almost immediately like as a full-time job. Otherwise, I was just part-time and I didn't really know what I was doing. I got a morning show. I'm 26, I guess. No, I was 25. And uh, Columbine happened. We talked about taking a few days off. Because it's like, well... How can I come on the next morning right. and do this fart show? How can I go on and like act like, you know, it's funny to be Regis Philbin today? And have this looming over society all day. Because the Columbine shooting was the first time in my world that that kind of thing had ever happened, and we had footage of it, and it was horrible. And no one was thinking about anything else. And, and it would have been wildly insensitive to go on the next one. All right, here's the Brady Report. We weren't together, but the Brady Report, and I'm doing some wacky news thing, and I'm making fun of a... Backfire. Your finger's off the pulse. And I remember talking to my boss, going, do we take, do we take tomorrow off and let it bleed into the weekend and then just start over on Monday? I, I don't know that people turn to me, this 25-year-old idiot uh, that does dumb jokes and stupid impressions, for any information like this. And they still don't. I'm just more grows up now to recognize how to do it. At least, you know, at least how I've discovered how I do it. I don't, I don't fake it or try to pull punches and act like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. Uh, and, uh, and back then, I was afraid. I was, a f- I was scared to death to go on the air the next day and go, wow. All right, we're ready for the Stephen John show. This should be fun. Good morning. I, I didn't everybody. know how to behave. I didn't know how to react to it because it was so new. Now, you come on, you're just a little bit angry. You're kind of helpless, and you're like, "All right, well," and we can still joke because we found ways around it. Because as a society, we we dealt with it so much. But Columbine, if I that was one of the worst things. I remember talking to my friend Chuck Powell, who worked over at the news station for a while, the day after Sandy Hook, and he goes, "I'm not built for this." He said it to me after. He goes, that was the worst day of my life. He goes, not not of my career, of my life. Trying to talk about that. And he goes, and then realizing that everybody in the newsroom is just me. They just believe their opinion is newsworthy. Yeah. And he goes, I'm an idiot. Chuck's an idiot more like I am. And to, and to have some sort of gravitas or some weighted moment with your voice and then on a station that says we're news, I would feel horrible about it. He goes, I didn't want to say a word. Because I'm not an expert. I don't know anything. That's why it's okay to do it here. If this was a news station, I wouldn't have, like Broomhead, I admire the hell out of oh, Broomhead because that dude, man, he's going to go after it. And he's, a, he'll, you know, he'll have his takes and he'll do his thing. But man, oh man. His agenda would definitely be different if he had a choice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You don't want to go down these roads. Anyway, it's no fun. It's a no fun topic. But we've got to start. We've got to start being able to call crazy, crazy again. We've got to be able to point fingers and go, "That's a nutball." Without, a f- like, we got to stop worrying about offending people and start being smarter about what surrounds us in society. Somebody's acting like an antisocial nutbag. You should be able to say, "This is this." I don't know if it's mental health or what it is, but we need to shine a light on that person. They need to be known. I forget if it was. It wasn't this one, but the. 
previous shooting or the one before they jokingly called the person the shooter. Oh, yeah. They thought, well, that was James Holmes. That it was uh, semi-jokingly, the, the, but also seriously, like, this guy's going to be a shooter. There has been, oh, that was the kid in Florida? Yeah. Uh, the, the Joker killer up there in Colorado. Uh, every every single time, there's almost always someone that comes out and goes, we kind of knew this kid was a little bit off. And they called that one kid in the, the Parkland shooting was known as the active shooter. Like, that was almost a nickname they had for him as the goofy kid. So... We know, but you know how you know how I know I'm normal? Because if I got a talking to, let's say Brady pulls me aside and says, hey, you're kind of leaving the, the pack here. And people are, are th- people are thinking you're a little bit off. Are you okay? You know how fast I would, like, turn it around because I'm a normal person? You know how quick I'd be like, oh, my God, you, got, you guys see me that way? I don't want that. What am I doing? Well, you're walking around talking about shooting people. You're acting depressed all the time. We, we want to make sure you're okay. That's all. We you, would, you would unleash on that person at first, maybe, some, some, and then go, man, I gotta. <laughs> I don't I gotta think do so. About this. My first reaction would be if you thought I was the off. If I if I was told, hey, by the way, we all took a vote, and you're the office weirdo. We think you're. I'm gonna change some stuff <laughs> because I'm normal. I don't know the office shooter. I think what you're talking about is the office shooter finding out people think, oh, I'll show them. Like that's the crazy guy. But if you told me, hey, we took a vote. You're the most likely to shoot up an office. Like, that's what we should do. I don't know if they still do that in high school or if it's too judgy, but most likely to the shoot is, up the office and then find out if the guy's normal. If he, if he gets mad, we put him away. If he complies a little bit and goes, Jesus Christ, that's my reputation. Well, you want to know what people think of you a little bit. I don't care, but I want to know because I feel like I'm not doing anything nuts. But if they all thought I was the office shooter, yeah. Oh, you'd start seeing new clothes. You know, uh, maybe bringing donuts to the office. Hey, guys. And they people would be uneasy at first. Like, yeah, but you know Wintermeyer. how it works. <laughs> oh, my God. He's always bringing donuts. And, and nobody thinks yeah. he's the office shooter. If it's, mm-hmm. And here's the other side of that. If he is the office shooter and his big plan is to kill us with kindness and then shoot us, we're not going to see that coming ever. That's just a good plan. Nobody takes an engaging, nice guy and says, hey, keep your eyes on him. And nobody who's an engaging, nice guy thinks to themselves, uh, life would be better without all these people that I'm being nice to. Eventually, you'll win yourself over. Yeah, you'd see a behavior change in a huge way. Paul even says it. Everybody in here thinks I'm going to shoot the place up. I'm like, no, you're not that guy. We know because you're too demonstrative. You get loud and annoyed sometimes, and everybody goes, that's him you know, hitting a release valve. It's, it's the worst we'll get from Paul is him going, <laughs> and then that's it. It's over. And he doesn't do it that much anymore. Well, he used to. to say, <laughs> if you're going to do that to that person, make sure you take a poll first. Yeah. Don't go in there and, by the way, right. we took a poll. <laughs> yeah. and, because it's your feeling. Don't go oh, rogue right. individual guy going, hey, by the way, pretty the, shit. The neighborhood voted. Yeah. and uh, Find out that you're not on an island also. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this Tony kid is the... Well, I'm going to go tell him on my own without talking to anyone else. Because you might be the office dickhead that, you know... So just, you know, everybody needs to start saying crazy's crazy. And you know what it really stems from? Uh, isolating the lunatics, starting in junior high. We all knew which kids were nuts, and we put them in a special room. We called it Special Ed, and we stuffed them away from the normal people. And that worked. Because all of them ended up running a car wash or being a weird mechanic at a small shop somewhere. Uh, they hit their ceiling in eighth grade realizing, man, I've, I, I, I got I to gotta work a job that's kind of alone. 
I don't think I fit in well with us now. Special ed, you'd say, no, you got to stuff them in the middle of a room of normal kids and make them feel normal. It's like, uh uh-uh, it doesn't work. If you're going to act like a a doucher, we're going to put you in a room full of other ones. And, man, special ed was a threat that worked on me. I started acting up. I'd get a few laughs from a cute girl, and the next thing you know, I'm all wired up like Daffy Duck in school and sitting in a classroom trying to make people, you know, like, I love... This girl so much, this Angela girl sitting next to me, going to make her laugh the whole time. Like, hey, Holmberg, if you're not going to pay attention, you're going to special ed. I'm like, zip, that's enough of that. I don't love Angela that much. I'm not Wait sitting for there Valentine's. With, her, with Spitty Jesse, who loves just hawking loogies on people. I know where he lives, and I'm not sitting in that class. No way. There was a kid in PE. We were going to the pool once at Rhodes. His name was Jesse. Never forget him. And you just heard, incoming, as we're all waiting for the gate to open to go swim. And it was March, and the pool wasn't heated, and they made us get in anyway. And, he, and you just heard, oh. spit it straight up in the air. No one knew where. He was in the front of the line. You just had around. to dance around to avoid it. A whole it. bunch of kids with their just swim trunks and a towel that was given to him by a grown man who watched us shower. In the air. Chaos. I mean, it's 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 Mount Vesuvius. It's the word. And Right in the chest. I, I took the, the heat. Oh. Ah! Got this oyster on my chest. Scarlet letter. Rubbing around in the grass like a dog. Oh, God, you son of a bitch, Jesse! Immediately, Jesse's taken out. He's, <laughs> he's that kid. Laughing. Jesse can't swim. And next thing you know, Jesse's not in class with us anymore. Where'd Jesse go? Special ed. Jesse wasn't allowed with us anymore. And his parents probably were like, God damn it, Jesse. We got a spe- Last thing you want is a special ed kid. Still doing it on the job. He's probably some guy right now. <laughs> hey, everybody else here at Discount Tire. Incoming. <laughs> All right, we got to move Jesse into the lower bay. He can't be up here with us. Jesse went to special ed. His parents had a kid that went to special ed. That used to work. Needs to start happening again. Kid acts like a dick. He goes into the dickhead kid room. Special ed wasn't for kids with learning disabilities. Maybe a couple of them had dyslexia. Most of them were just too big of dicks to hang out with the rest of us. They were disruptive. ADHD. Knock it off. You want to be with the normal people? Quit it. Incoming. Incoming. (laughs) Hit me. Hit me. And it felt like a car. Like every rib in my body felt like it exploded when oh, you got loogie hit my chest. Tagged. Oh, and it was from on high. Only thing I was happy about is it didn't land on my face or anything. They're all <laughs> laughing at you. Oh, and, but, and they were, but they all knew. All right, well, that's the last time we're going to see Jesse with the public. Holmberg's, Holmberg's decent. No, I wasn't beloved and I wasn't hated. I was that middle kid. I could hang out with a lot of fun. I could hang out with Jesse until then. Everybody's like, better him than me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no one and no one really cared that I got hit. They were just happy they didn't. Special edit him. Never didn't see him again until high school. When he was like, hey man, what's going on? Like Tim timid. He he was in the hole. He was in the hole all through junior high. And he scared had to, him straight. And he hang out and he had to hang out in a room of other Jesse's. And if and, and a normal person's gonna come out of Is that this going, what you want to be? I don't want to be them. Yeah. You gotta hang out in a room full of intolerables. Even the special ed teacher was a different dude. He just looked messed up. Like he's got a, he's getting the worst of the worst. Anyway, start looking at your kids today and judge them hard. And your kid's not normal. If he spits on people, you can't yell at the teacher for saying we're going to stuff him in the hole. And you should be ashamed 
when your behavior puts you into special ed as a parent. And stick them in there with the dumb kids. Remember when we used to be able to have dumb kids? Call them dumb? He's in with the dumb kids. Used to love the dumb kid room. I used to walk by there every day and go, at least I'm not in there. <laughs> now I can't have a dumb kid room. Now it's all like, you know, special kids. They're, they mean more. Got to be nicer to them. I don't think it's working. Anyway, good luck to all of you out there with your kids. Brett, vasectomies. High five. Oh, high five. Never going to worry about it. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. Cheer us up a little bit this weird day. It's 585-9800. That's the number, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Screw you, Jesse. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98KUPD. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. All right there. Thank you, Alliance. And the emails are just rolling in. Everyone else said, John, speaking as a guy who in his mid-20s removed his dick from his life completely, I've never had another bad day. Signed Toledo's dad. Well, I mean, there's a difference between cutting that dick off and <laughs> I got about 20 of those. Just saw that one. <laughs> you say dropping dicks off and people automatically go to Toledo dad emails. Uh, then this guy says, after yesterday's uh, bit on digital blackface, yeah, we talked about that. They talked to, uh, speaking of that, the digital blackface where they say the CNN reporter that wrote the thing and got great traction with it somehow, uh, that uh, the, that Antoine dude, the raping everybody up in here guy, said uh, he's cleared it that, you, that white people, can, we can use his meme. Because he's like, the whites are the ones who pay top dollar. So he made it all he made it all bad for everybody that was for the digital. They're the ones paying for this. It's like Lavelle the other day. I didn't, I didn't get no check, so I, yeah. I didn't watch the last part yeah. of it. I don't care who's paying. Yeah. Everybody's green when it comes to that. If he's got the rights to that, like somehow or another he gets paid when people use, it. use that thing for like, you know, a, you know, a meme company has to pay him for his image. He doesn't care who's using that. It isn't racist. At all. Uh, I'll get to this guy in a second. I like that one. Yesterday was a uh, uh, an interesting day, too, because in the middle of the day, I get a text from the Suns. Listen to this. Try to do the math on this real quick. So, so it's time now for your 2023 membership season ticket uh, playoff package. So what you do with this, for people who don't know what season tickets do, and it's a real kind of kick in the nuts, they renew your, your tickets in March if you want them renewed. That's up to you. You know, you can say no. And then you get hit with that bill in March of the year before. So for the 23-24 season, I've paid for my season tickets. Gladly enjoy it. They're actually pretty well-priced. I'm not too upset with the price. You're paying for, uh, you know, 50 games, essentially, with a, I guess maybe not that high, 46, with three season and... That kind of stuff. You get all the games and everything else. It's nice. I got my parking pass. I don't use it too often, but when I bring guests, I send it. It's great. Um, so I get that. 
That's March. A couple weeks later, you got to think it's time to pay for those playoff tickets. Playoff tickets are usually almost exactly or more than your season tickets. And you got to pretty much put a down payment on the whole deal. Like if they ran all the way through the championship, they basically hold that. You have to pre-commit. Kind of, yeah. You commit wow. to the whole shebang. You can pay as you go. It comes off your card as you go. But you're basically like, I'm in. And then whatever you don't use gets... A- well, yeah, you're going to pull well, no, charged, right? no, they, they they don't charge you. So it's like it's oh, a hold gosh, and then they, they just don't okay. get it taken off. They just want to make sure your payment's going to fly. So like we're using the same card. What are we doing? So they just basically are getting their ducks in a row. It makes sense. Get the thing yesterday. It says uh, here's the list and the uh, cost of your tickets for two of your uh, full season. I got two seats, right? So for two seats, play in games. Now, if the Suns keep, you know, if they fade, although Kevin Durant's coming back Wednesday, we think for another eight, nine minute warm up. Uh, if you if he's playing, we'll be fine. If not, the Suns could slip down into the eight nine seed. Seven eight nine ten has a single or two play in games, oh, right? Yeah. So uh, it says play in games one and two. You got to put money down for that. Seventeen hundred seventy dollars per game. That's thirty four hundred dollars for the play in games. One ticket. Uh, that would be uh, for both tickets. Both tickets. Okay. Seventeen seventy. Round one is also seventeen hundred seventy. Per game, more than likely three. The Suns won't have home court. Round two, twenty two hundred ten dollars per game. So we're we're looking at now we're at seven. Now three more of those at two is six. That were thirteen thousand dollars. We're in round two. Right. Round three, uh, conference finals twenty five hundred dollars per game. So now we're 5K. looking at three more games. We're at thirteen thousand. Now we're at seventy five hundred more. We're at twenty one thousand dollars. A little over twenty one thousand. To get into the playoff thing. Uh, now let's go to the finals. Home games. Uh, if there's if there's four of them. So you got to pay for four, assuming that somehow or another they got the home court. So they're doing four, right? Home games, one and two, are $4,900 each. So that's another 10000 going more? Home games, three and four, are $7,500 each. So that's another fifteen. So we're now looking at another. Like we're up around $45,000 for the playoffs. And then, I'm, so as I'm penning my, hey, sons, go f*** yourself letter, <laughs> this is insane to think that that's going to be something you can just say. I get a letter immediately that said, we're so sorry. We don't know what happened. The algorithm got screwed up. All the ticket prices are really wrong. I, I guarantee you, like, every son, I get a text from Doug Hopkins, do you see the prices for the t-? His were like $180,000 oh, to be oh down on the court. Wow. It was insane. So they, they sent a letter out immediately. They said, just ignore that last email. The whole... Like, group of people that have season tickets were like, are you crazy? This team's not that Screw good yet. you, Ishbia. We, yeah, Matt Ishbia's an asshole. <laughs> I, don't even, I haven't met him for five minutes. The, the prices just go seven times more than my season tickets. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, we've been looking at some high-dollar numbers. Had they gone through all the way to the finals, which, frankly, as a Suns fan, I root for but don't think will happen. I just, I just don't see it can be when you play seven games as a team right. well, what's the point of the other you know 74 games you just played that yeah, we'll figure it out we only need seven games together maybe i don't know kevin durant's that good but uh so yeah so it was a little bit of a sticker shock and i was literally my, my guy's name is dylan dear dylan comma <laughs> how dare you <laughs> you need to go f- yourself and everyone you love and I'm midway through the second line, and I see ping on my emails. I'm like, oh, oh, it was a horrible error. <laughs>
A horrible error. All said and done, it went from close to $50,000 to back around thirteen. For the whole thing. Oh, actually, it's 23 with That's the final. That's what I figured. With that about average? Half. Is that uh, what was the last time? Uh, yeah, probably okay. the same. Yeah. It's about 23 for all the games in the finals. I mean, you're Brilliant start, move because you're, now you're like, oh, it's just yeah. half. Yeah, they gave you the $8 prices for gas, dropped them to five, and made me feel good about it. And it's still a, it's a kick in the nuts for that. You know, that's a lot. And oh. But my, my thoughts are the big ticket ones, the finals, probably not going to happen. So you can knock a few thousand off of that right away. Three of those games is probably seven or eight thousand bucks. This isn't going to happen. They're not going to be in a play on play in game if Kevin Durant stays on the floor for the next seven games. So they'll knock those two off. So, you know, probably all said and done, it's like 13, 14, and I'm going to sell some of them. So we'll get a few of it back. But man, oh man, I was so depressed. I'm like, oh, I, I got to get out of this. This isn't a good return on investment at all. I enjoy basketball, but not to the tune of a brand new Corvette. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. But yeah, so they'll be back. And Kevin Durant comes back. And yesterday I was a little bit upset too because if DeAndre Ayton would have scored one more point, I'd have won $5,000. <laughs> one more point. He had 14. I needed him to get 15. One more point. I hate those Bahamians. One more. Oh, it made me hate all the Bahamanians. <laughs> all them Bahamanians were. Uh, they were hearing it from me last night. But then I got over it. Uh, and then I read an article about uh, why Greek statues had little penises. Do you guys know the answer to that? You know, all the beautiful, godly men in the Greek statues have tiny Brady dicks. I never thought of it. Recently on the I, I don't know. Report, I, I don't remember that because I, I, I was fascinated by it. I think. It was a uh, a badge of honor back in the day to have, have the a button? small dick. Big dicks were seen as animalistic, uh, gross, like like just uh, you know people who had bigger ones were dumb. Like you were a dumb person to have a big wang, and that is a smarter society. You don't have as many lunatics, you know, as the uh, as you do with the smaller PP people. Because nobody knew. Like, you get a big wang. It's like, ugh. Now, somehow or another, uh, the women still made it so the bigger wings kept going. Because if we were in a society where ladies didn't like big wings, they'd have eventually bred themselves out. Evolution would have made it all tiny peepees. They definitely weren't uh, small on the streets of Pompeii, which is in They had some good Italy. ones there, huh? Well, yeah, just to signal which way the brothel is. Yeah. It was like an arrow. Yeah. It was just a... Big penis dwarf. just pointing follow the where the well you look at all the direction. like the, the, the like they're what they gotta do it bigger the things they were attracted to were the same like chiseled stomach muscles yeah you know guys in good shape they like that Adonis type body but the statues all have tiny little peepees and it was because back then that was the desired peepee because you know the guys chiseling the marble had started that thing. They all had little dicks. If you were in charge of... They also, the Greek, you know, they also had to go through a couple of inches of hair, too. So that kind of cut into a little... made it look... You're saying aesthetically. You're using the excuses you use, still to this day, even for the statues. But you know that... There's no Greeks. If you were in charge, Brady, of penis fashion, and you could, like, I am the one that brings what is... Like, you're the Dolce & Gabbana of (laughs) peepees. And putting out that, like, you know, the way that sometimes you look and... The pictures are like, who's wearing this stuff? And the next thing you know, people are wearing this stuff. Yeah. And you're the one saying, well, this is what I want the PP image to look like. I want it to be like mine. I don't want I don't want to start telling everybody big wangs are hot. 
It's like no girl with no with no girl with a small ass was uh, was putting pictures out of Kim Kardashian as the lead. Like the, they want smaller butts to be popular because that makes them popular. That just tells me that the uh, the sculptors all had little dicks, and they're like we'll just tell society that little dicks are cool, and we'll make these hot guys have little dicks. Hot dudes have little dicks, and that's the better way. Big dick dudes are dumb. <laughs> Tom There's just, our shirt. Yeah. That's it. There's our Dudes shirt. Dudes with big dicks are dumb. <laughs> Tom That's just a wrote, great shirt. Tom big. just wrote, the Greeks were right. Small dicks you rule, you ladies. <laughs> That's right. Small dicks are awesome. They and it, and it worked. It was a whole society of them going, yeah, but it failed. It did fail. Huh? It failed. The society oh, yeah, fell yeah, apart yeah, because yeah. when the Gauls came by and all the others from the other... Nations came They've by got with small dicks. their big dicks, and they were. And we knew they were dumb. They were just field workers, but they were, you know, wanging all the women. Who were like, I've never felt anything like this before with my. I'm sure he's got great abs, but he's got no penis. These field workers, they're they're stupid, but these dogs are outstanding. It went back and forth with Turkey for a while. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, the Turkey Turkey came back. They, 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 had, a, they had a border issue. Years. Yeah, they had border gotcha. issues. Gotcha. They trade off every 200 years. And the Turkish would probably flop out these big dumb dogs. I thought you were talking about that. Here's the other thing. Size. Back then, uh, hygiene was a problem for the majority of society. So the bigger your wang was, the more, the more gunk dirty. it probably yeah. had stuck to it. Got in the way in the Olympics. It probably, okay. <laughs> Wait, Probably did. Because they ran naked. That's right. Well, the, the early big, days. Big, big guy's not yeah. going to run as fast. Very true. They used to wrestle naked. Yeah, Brady knows the... Uh, that's true. The old Olympics were naked. And I don't know why he's ruining it again. Are you going to bring up the combine next? The guys <laughs> yeah. Are, uh, the NFL combine in Greece was uh, all new. You're not jumping. <laughs> you, you sound like a guy defending little dicks a lot <laughs> this morning, Brady. You really... You seem too excited about this. I'm I could have been up, an artist. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been somebody. Could have been a contender. And I could have gone my way. Anyway, so I just thought it was an interesting little article. I didn't realize it was going to hit Brady so hard. Olympics. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Olympics. If you had a big dick, you were slower. <laughs> You're not running fast. <laughs> Guys with big dicks are dumb. <laughs> Bradius Simplus is correct. <laughs> F you, Barry Wood. Biggest, dickest guys are dumbest. So, yeah, that's how it went back then. That's why all those statues have little wieners is because that was what the sculptors who were the fashion providers at the time of what a perfect body looked like were telling society this is a perfect man. And big dicks were not the king. Brilliant. You're thinking on the artist's side of it that if it were the other way around, no no, the person's head or anything other feature of the body. People would have hated drawn David. into that. People would have hated David if he was uh, seven inches, just packing it. it flaccid. Just bang. People would have hated him because most people didn't have, especially back then, they were all like 5'2", filthy, little tiny button. And now all these Adonises are up there and their ladies are walking by like, well, I can't keep up with this. So they gave him little wieners and made the guys in society feel great about themselves. It's genius. It would be like if Pornhub only did small penises to make you feel like, well, I got a little more than that guy. But no, it makes you feel less than a man to see blacked.com. And sometimes that's fun to watch. Do they have that on Pornhub? Do they have micro micro peen on Pornhub? I don't know. I've never searched that. (laughs) I'm sure they do. I've seen a few. They got everything. Look, there's a few times, Brady, where I'm in mid-tug. 
and the video, and I'm like, I'm bigger than this guy. This isn't a fantasy for anybody. It's tuft of hair. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to fantasy. And the girl's going, oh, ooh, oh, you're not enjoying a second of this. <laughs> with her two fingers. With it, yeah, quit. Yeah, you got. You, you, I'm watching you. I've seen ladies with like that need a third hand. Yeah, yeah. That's the video I'm like interested the bat. in. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. I want to see, want to see who's up first, <laughs> yes. and it's going to take a second. Yes. One, two, three, four. I'm first. I don't want to see some guy smaller than me living the dream. Pfft. I'm fantasizing. On the flip side, you see Kimmy Granger take all of that. Oh like, my Whoa. god, Kimmy, and screaming thank you in the middle of it. <laughs> please, 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 more. Oh man, now that makes it that little tiny thing. Please, please. Oh come on. Stop it. Just lay there and act like you're enjoying it, but don't get crazy. <laughs> I can't watch that. I need to know the damage is being done. I'm fantasizing when I watch that. I'm not thinking about regular, everyday Joes. I'm normal broad. I want a girl who I know her parents are upset this is happening to her, and a guy who's just wrecked so many lives he'll never be normal again. He had one option in life, and that was porn, because as a regular person, he would have hurt too many people. I think your first option when you go to porn is anything that's not normal to you. Exactly. It's like when Brady said he fantasized about his wife. I'm like, what the hell for? She's right there. <laughs> Why in the world would you fantasize? What? It's like fantasizing about going into your own living room. Just do it. Yeah. Fantasies aren't supposed to be with things you're familiar with. They're supposed to be with things you can't get to. No, that's your drop the virtual. That's your reality. Yeah, that's, right yeah you don't have virtual reality <laughs> yeah. when you can wake it up. <laughs> Hey, are you hey, up? Hey. What? Oh, God. I'm going to go do this with someone else on a dreamscape. <laughs> and they don't fantasize about us either, and I don't want them to. Oh. Last thing I want is Megan sitting there thinking of me during some sort of a... Come on. Raise the bar. John, you made me think about it. Imagine the jam in those uncircumcised oh, yeah. oh, ah. Okay, yuck. <laughs> a little, a little, Come on, too, too much. much. <laughs> yeah, too far. Look, sister, I don't need you emailing anymore. Also, that would interfere in the <laughs> Delete Olympics. our number. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Ma'am. Well, what, the uncircumcised? <laughs> yeah. What, did did he just make a dad joke that I missed? No, I said that also interfere in the Olympics as well. Oh, it? the uncircumcised yeah. part? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't there. <laughs> You, you have your drawing. He is fascinated yeah. with the Olympics. I love the Olympics. The naked ones. <laughs> How did they do it? I wonder if there's Olympic porn. Let's see. John, have you ever seen <laughs> Dread? Giant dude, biggest wing oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Bangs white girls into butt. His name's Dread. Huge. His name's Dread. <laughs> right. That's the fantasy I'm looking for. <laughs> I want somebody that looks like they're not getting out of this alive. In the meantime, it's the most pleasure pain they've ever felt. That is a video I'm interested in. I, hey, I, I like that. I like, John, I like when they try to make love. I like passionate oh, ones yeah. with dudes that have a leg for a and leg. Takes a turn. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Oh, yeah. It gets a little weird in the middle. Hey, like, John, turn off talk. Brett's headphones for a minute because uh -oh. uh, do you think this is why Columbus was such a dickhead to us Indians? Because <laughs> he saw the red foreskin and was like, we can't have that spreading around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think most Italians came here and saw Indian penises and said, we've got to kill them. Oh! <laughs> What's going on? Oh! Red John Savage wandering around here with his dick out. Put some pants on. John, I, for one, have always yelled to George Costanza, it was the pool! It was the pool! <laughs> it was in the pool! Anyway, 
That's why Greek statues have little penises. Is because back in the day, the sculptors were like, if we make them big, our wives will know that that exists. They didn't have porn. They didn't have pictures. They had thoughts. And if you drew little penises all the time, you know, she wouldn't talk about it with her friends. But she's like, hmm. My man's a little bigger than these drawings. My man's bigger than David. How great would it feel to walk by the statue of oh, David and go, compare? Bigger than that guy. It would be awesome. Johnny, you think this is why guys like Winston weren't the artisans back then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think they didn't, they didn't really roll over to the Dutch trading company back then and say, give me a couple of sculptors. What do you know about the penis, boys? Watch this. What'd you ca- what did you carve here? Christ, whittle that thing down. I carved this. Oh, my God. No, whittle it back. Make it look more like mine. There is Olympic porn. Yeah, of course there is. Gymnastics, I'm Here's a preview for uh, throat Olympic tryouts right here, so you can... With with medals or what? (laughs) Now, that I'd watch. Bob Costas live in Helsinki for the throat Olympics. Anyway, it's an interesting thought. Because, you know, it was a real... It was a psychological move to put those penises in the way they did. Kind of cool when you think about it. Uh, this guy's emailed me. This is, they're going to like this. And it's kind of weird because we were talking a little bit about it this morning. He says, uh, Dear John, I like emails that start Dear John, and then the first word is Dude. Dude, I've really taken uh, your words to heart and made some changes in my life. Frankly, I might be the office weirdo. And we talked about it without this. He sent me this yesterday. I'm shy. I have friends, but not a ton of friends. None at work. I have low confidence. And I decided lately to just say screw it and open up. Start liking what I like without worrying what everybody else thinks. And I did this because you don't seem to have a fear of saying you love Doja Cat, Dua Lipa, and Harry Styles on a rock station. You said you're a fan of Nickelback. And I love Nickelback. I mean, love them. I recognize that some people don't. But I've decided to say, you know what? It's something I like. Who cares? So I've embraced my love of Nickelback, and I put two Nickelback pictures at my cubicle at work, and I do wear my Nickelback shirt sometimes. Well, the other day I overheard people talking at work. They now think for sure I'm going to shoot the place up. (laughs) (laughs) They've alienated me even more. How do you do it? How do you do stuff without becoming crazy? I won't even start with how much I love Harry Potter. Brady made fun of a movie I loved the other day called Percy Jackson. (laughs) I'm into fantasy movies. I want to be confident, but I just don't know how. Uh, thanks to you, I think now I am the guy who's going to snap. You need to fix me, James. Talk to those people, James. I like Nickelback, but I also know not to start celebrating it. <laughs> you don't put them top of the list, but it's okay to say, yeah, Nickelback's good. I don't know what the, what the beef is with Nickelback. They've got some good songs. It's uh, Stuart from Beavis and Butthead wearing the winger shirt. It was too far. You can secretly like winger songs. There's a couple of them I'm kind of can? Uh, yes. Right. You can't celebrate it. <laughs> you can sit back. I can't bring you in the car and go, dude, we're listening to nothing but winger today. I become a nutball. Like I mean, There's a fine line to being confident with what you like and being weird about it. But you're not wearing a winger shirt out either. Right. It's the Dungeons and Dragons crew. I'm sure it's fun. But don't start wandering around in the gear. You, you you take on a whole new persona. It's a new life to... There's a certain guild that owns it. Right. Yeah. You just gotta... Yeah. You, you, you can, you're sort of a dork. If you've got Nickelback posters in your cubicle, if it's not tongue-in-cheek, you're, you're, you're the office weirdo. You can't help but be that. It's like me having... Like if I had an autographed picture of 
uh, Judith Light from Who's the Boss, which I used to. And I took that seriously, and I'm like, Who's the Boss? Greatest show of all time. I would be niche cool. Now, if How I... How did you get that? I, it was a long... Well, you knew somebody. Uh, yes. A friend ran into her at an airport, okay. and she had 8 by 10s And he's like, this will be hilarious. And he got three of them, actually. She was very quick to just hand those out. And he got it. It was in Burbank Airport. He got three. But, like, you, you can be niche cool and like something no one else likes. But if you get into, like, the pop cool and get too weird about it, then you then it's that fine line of being obsessed versus just confident. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because I love Dua Lipa. I'm a bit obsessed. But if I started hanging pictures and... You'd be like, all Wearing right. Wearing charms. And, <laughs> I do wear and, a, a sugar boo. Oh, okay. <laughs> just gonna say, oh, sugar boo. But you in the fan club? It's cool because it's funny. Like if I was like, stop laughing at my sugar boo. It's funny. Yeah, you're not serious. If I was like, hey. Yeah, okay. Eyes off the sugar Bro, boo. Bro, respect. Yeah, respect my sugar boo. He's wearing a sugar boo necklace and he gets mad when we talk about it. Now then you're the nutbag. Didn't you say... Amy almost came to blows with somebody who who dissed Dua the other day. Oh, you can't diss Dua. Don't go, don't go bad <laughs> okay, okay. You know the room. Right. Read the room. If you got two people in sugar boo necklaces, don't start <laughs> don't talking about somebody, Dua. Yeah, with pink hair. I'm not going into a Nickelback convention to tell people how much Nickelback sucks. There's too many of them. You're outnumbered. Nickelback convention. I'm I'm well, I would like to go to that. I'm looking that up. Yeah, there is a fine line to being confident with the things you like and being uh, just going overboard. You know, or you find that group, uh, yeah. but you're not you're not finding that group where right. you're working. That makes it tough. Well, you're just he's he. This dude's grasping at straws on how to feel relevant and okay. Like he's the he's the office outcast, and he wants to make friends, and he's shy and all that other stuff. And he's and you're not doing yourself any favors hanging Nickelback pictures up. <laughs> and I'm not saying find something that everybody else likes. That's I think it sounds like that's been the problem for him is that he's. Trying to like what other people like, and he just doesn't, so he's not fitting in. Like what you like, and, you know, if somebody brings it up, bring it up. Don't put it in someone else's face to make fun of, because people will. They will absolutely goof on you. If you had, you know, pictures of Leo Sayer at your desk, it's like, what in the world is going on with this guy? And you're not, you know. Unless you're related. Well, or- well that or you're, you're kind of the office clown, and you're, you, you go, ah, that, that. Uh, James is hilarious. He's got a picture of Leo. Remember Leo Sayre? And, and people, but when you're just all of a sudden, nobody talks to you, and you've got pictures of Leo Sayre. <laughs> you're just a weirdo. I'm thinking about doing that. Leo because Sarah. you're funny. Like a funny, yeah, I know. Where it's, did you pull that one up? I, I, I mean, whoa, yeah, yeah. Something was on his Spotify. I miss you more than words can say. I don't know why. Is I brought that his? Oh, yeah, that's right. Miss yeah. you twice as much tomorrow. See, but if you're funny, you can do stuff like that. If you're not, the f- if you're not funny, that's the look at that. Yeah, if you had pictures of that guy. Uh, this is the one I thought you were talking about. Oh, yeah. This is a oh, great yeah, song. Like yeah, this is the one I thought yeah. I saw. Yeah, I forgot about it. You have to be sort of the office clown to make this work. <laughs> yeah, that's Whoa. Especially if you have a modern picture of Leo Sayer. <laughs> Richard Simmons, why such a long face? Yeah, he looks like Richard Simmons with Bell's palsy. Yeah, are you playing the video? Yeah, no, no, just the song. Oh, uh, you should show the video of this. All right, I think it's on American Bandstand, maybe, or something like that. Because yeah. he exudes sex appeal. And here's the thing. I love Leo Sayer. I think these two I songs are great. I'm not hanging pictures of them. <laughs> Comes up on the Yacht Rock station all the time. Oh, and that station is great. You make me feel like this. I can listen to it. You make me feel like dancing. 
you know, I fought all this. My dad thought I was gay. Fought it? How did you fight it? You were because well, I was right the type of person that you know, if I were to cave because other people didn't think it was cool, and I fell into that for a while, I would have never liked this out loud. I would listen to this in the house. My dad would walk by and go, ah. I knew it. He, he for sure judged me based on this. Going to be dancing around to Leo Sayer. I mean, my dad wasn't happy with that. But it was a thing. Was like, hey, I like this, and there's nothing you can do about it. But if I started dressing like Leo Sayer, my dad would have stepped in and said, "What's going on?" That's the one. Bert Sugarman's, Bert Sugarman's midnight, midnight special. special. Welcome back, doing. You make me feel like Ooh. dancing. Ooh. Ooh. The one and only Leo Sayer. Did I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> Lou wouldn't shake hands with Leo Sayer. There is no way. Some of that weird, uncool is going to wipe off onto me. I ain't dealing with that. Right now, he was jealous that Leo's fro was a little bit better than his. I guarantee you right now, Lou is backstage going, this is some of the whitest I've ever seen in my life. He's not, even, he's not even cool. No, 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 no. That's only half the fro, too. The drummer's the best part of this. That's, uh, that looks like Michael Sarah. Yeah. Sounds good. So, okay, so there. So you can't be, I don't know why Leo Sayer came up as my I don't either. Enjoy that ear word, Just saying, everybody. If I wore a Leo Sayer concert shirt to work, it would be funny if uh, David, our engineer, wore it. People would worry. <laughs> so you just have to know where you're going with that. It's John, this- i got to be honest. I think that uh, you've been lying this whole time about that old Trapper Keeper love notes. <laughs> you, you've been Damn saying, it. I think it's at home, and you review um, it every morning. Nickelback love? Quit bringing that up. See, but there's the thing. You're going to make fun. I don't care. Right. Exactly. If you don't like Nickelback and want to make fun of me for it, it still doesn't change that there's I like it. There's something that you get made fun of for right. all the time. But too. if I wore Nickelback shirts and meant it, it cha- everything's different. So, James, you email saying, how are you confident? How do you do it? You just are. You're not trying to show people something. You believe it and, it, and, it, and it's authentic. That's fine. You're trying to say, I like this. And I don't care that you don't. And that just invites more kind of headbutting. John, being, you said it perfectly. Being confident in what you like is the perfect way to put it. Yeah. I finally admitted in public that I like Toto. But I'm not Toto. fighting anyone over it. Toto's I just great. like it. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I like Toto <laughs> until I listened to like three Toto songs after I heard one. And I'm like, hey, what else did Toto I have? Kind of good. And I don't mind to Toto, Toto until you get into like when they did the Chicago thing and did the whole like oh, really whole mild yeah. stuff. But I don't like I like early stuff. Yeah. Toto. But a couple of Toto songs, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's pretty solid. It, it, you know, Air Supply. I have an Air Supply sweatshirt, and people laugh. And then somebody inevitably every time I have it on, I saw them once uh, in El Paso in like '91. Uh, They're amazing. Like, okay. <laughs> Oh, you got this. Uh, this you got this band shirt too, Benny, and he's just flat out awful. Oh yeah, but this song still clicks. Don't go back to this. I'll be thinking about it all day. Don't do it. Don't do it. Damn it! Here it comes. Oh, like, here we go. Nope. Got one more. Got one more. No more breakthrough. What a seed. That wasn't the post. It's still going. We've got time. (laughs) We've got time. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I know how that song posts, and it's right about now. She's (laughs) 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 (laughs)
that one out of your head, too. So I, now, see, again, as an office clown kind of a person, people are like, oh, he's goofy. I would hang a Benny Mardonis poster in my office. Hilarious. Office weirdo does it. He's weirder. It's a great song, though. It is a great song. Video puts you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. But still, it's good stuff. So, yeah, you like Nickelback, like them, but don't celebrate it. Just know it's baby steps back into being normal. And just how about just, you know, being confident with uh, essentially talking about your Dungeons and Dragons. You like them, but it doesn't mean you have to wear it on your sleeve. That's what I, I don't know. I don't know if that was an 80s thing where everybody just started to wear their likes and dislikes on their clothes. Like concert with the, uh, shirts Mar- showed up. the movie uh, Nerds movie kind of uh, coming out. Like, don't be nerd. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. But they were still nerds. You still categorize them as nerds. Right. They, they just, said just. Own it. Be that person. But they were basically saying, conquer the fact you're not as cool as everyone else. And you're, and, and rape the prom queen, which was also a terrible message from that movie. If you watch it again, you realize a terrible rape occurs right in the middle of it. Sorry, Betty. Yeah. But in the 70s, they started wearing, you know, six, I guess late 60s and 70s, you started to wear the things you liked on your, on your clothing. And you announced your fandom. Now now it's all broken down and like, this isn't cool, that is cool. You like this, you're an idiot. You like that, you're gay. You're, you know, whatever. You don't know. But if you're the, if you're the guy that's trying to make friends at work, eh, Nickelback pictures ain't the way to start. It might be a conversation starter, but <laughs> if Britt and I are walking by going, hey, James, what's going on? Nickelback posters, huh? Cool. And then we're going to walk away and go, what is going on? Watch with that out. Look Watch out. I'm going to warn everybody. We're going to put an email out to everybody but James. Now we're in a retro factor because, you know, you're seeing the younger kids, a lot of ACDC, sure. Metallica. Yeah, which is cool. Van Halen. All sorts of stuff. It's like me wearing a Beethoven shirt. <laughs> it's, just, it's not yours, but go for it. You're allowed to like it. I think that's neat. I especially like when, like, Little Nas X, somebody, the last person you'd expect is wearing a shirt that says Metallica on it or Guns N' Roses. And you're like, that's I like that because it kind of makes me feel like music's going to start being a unifier again. Because right now it's a divider. And it has been for a while. Music divides you. If you like rap. And the only way it should divide you is if you like country because you should be divided <laughs> from society completely. But yeah. Well, good luck to you, James. But, you know, I don't know why. It, you know, it's the same reason I can make jokes about things other people can't without, you know. Because I think it's one of those things where I'm, I've become comfortable shoes. Brady's got that. You're comfortable shoes. We all kind of have that thing where it's like, eh, we know there's nothing coming from this guy that's like malicious or evil. So you can take a few of the weird punches. And Whereas somebody else says it, and it's like, we're going to take the job from that guy. Some people just have the ability to do that. Some don't. You might not be one of those people. So just know it. And Nickelback is not the... The move back into society. It's, a, it's almost a thumb in the nose of everybody else going, you don't like me? Cool. Now I'm going to start wearing stuff that I know you don't like. I'm going to give you fodder to make fun of me. I would start like by just dressing different all the way around. Just be t-shirt and jeans guy. Safest, safest dude in the room. T-shirt and jeans at work. No labels, no nothing. Just plain t-shirts, jeans. And just be normal normalize yourself watch other normal people see what they do and guess what count how many people have winger nickelback or leo sayer pictures in their cubicle be like brady he had a a poster of oj simpson in his cubicle at the zone and everybody thought it was great so dick brady it was funny is this mugshot you walk by and it would make you go nah, 
every time because it was still fresh. Pride and Joy, still in his wallet. Pride and Joy was never funny. He thought it was. It was his dad's joke. He's never a <laughs> funny joke. Is still in your wallet? No. Good. Uh, what's yeah. Pride and Joy? Brady used to say, want to see my Pride and Joy? And everybody would be like, no. And then he'd pull his wallet out anyway, and he'd take a picture out of uh, two cleaning solutions, Pride, pride and Joy. Pride and Joy. Yeah, and he's still Christ. laughing. Look at him. And nobody liked no, that's it. Not Brady funny. thought it was funny. Nobody thought it was funny. <laughs> nobody no thought, thought it was funny. No one. Christ. There's a reason Brady didn't get married till he was almost 40. <laughs> Look at me leave now. Every Pride year, and Joy's funny stuff. No, every year, Homeless for the Holidays, that yeah. came out probably half a dozen times. You want to see my Pride and Joy? Don't, I do, and, I don't know. showing their kids off. I don't know if you ever recognized it, but whenever you did that, <laughs> I went away. Oh, yeah, I if I was standing that. next to you, I'd be like, oh, God, I don't want to be associated with that. Just, and then I'd look back, and Brady's stuffing a picture back in his wallet alone. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> he just told that to got out of Dodge. So just recognize when you're a nutbag. You know, I admire him. That's proof you're a little bit normal. You're looking around going, I don't fit in. Well, now it's your time to try. Find your space to fit yeah. in. I gotta you, find that. You're not unique. Oh, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. You're gonna age into it eventually where but nobody even knows what pride and no, joy is now. Doesn't it's, it's not even a thing. You'd have to go to Best Western Housekeepers. They wouldn't even know. Ideal smell. I didn't even know Pride was a cleaning thing. Yeah. Henny, Henny Youngman days. I think that's where that's 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 there you go, Brett. There it is. Oh, There's that's Pride the exact picture. Dallas. You carried that? Yeah. Yep. For a long time. Pride and joy. What, do you yeah. get a whole pack of them for 79 bucks? <laughs> yeah, because nobody knows what either is. Pride and joy cards. No one knows what it is. He's still laughing at it like we... <laughs> Pride and Joy cards. Good stuff. And the, the well, owner of that joke, my dad asked it's if we wanted to see a picture of his Pride and Joy. And then he whipped it out. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> see, I said that? I basically got it from my dad. I know you did, because he used to bring it up, too. And it was cuter when he did it. Cause... That's the exact picture and face. Yeah. <laughs> that you That's the exact one. That's good. That's an 8 by 11 I need one of those. I had one. You had a big pride and joy? Yeah, it was on my sales desk. Oh, Christ's sake. <laughs> you doubled down on that joke? I had that one. I had uh, OJ. Size. I had... Uh, oh, your whole desk was... Well, the OJ I had the John Tesh. Uh, yep, yeah. I have that now. It's in my uh, office currently. That's ironic. That's That can be considered funny because that's something no one... Had. The pride and joy thing is just a terrible pun dad joke. In case you were wondering, Brett, pride waxes your furniture. Oh, okay. Right. Well, no, Pride doesn't wax my furniture. Gloria does. <laughs> With Pride. <laughs> I don't know what she's using, but it works. None of my business. I give her enough money, and I leave for a Saturday, and she takes care of everything. You leave whatever day she comes. Oh, I'm not staying there. I can't. She's there all day. I got to find out what. I got to kill a whole day doing something. Uh, and by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Have you? You haven't been to Brady and I used to work at a radio station called The Zone. Here in town, well, that's all changed now because the zone is just a couple square miles of murder and mayhem. Now it's the it's what they call the homeless encampment yeah. that just popped up downtown. That's by the zone. It, no, it's called the zone. Oh, the okay. and it is by the old zone, but it's called the zone. So they call it the zone. Uh, over the weekend, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a murder and then another murder where they beat the crap out of a guy, stuffed him in a dumpster, and lit him on fire. The right. zone is getting out of control. It's getting to be uh, where it's lawless. The cops aren't going down there. They're outnumbered, and uh, they don't want any services. 
like a lot of them are saying, a lot of the, the homeless down there are saying, we don't need your help. We don't want you coming by. They're, they did this in Seattle. They tried yeah. to get their Commun- own zone. Well, they're, def- yeah, they're deflecting all the help offered. Mm-hmm. And it's right next to a place that offers food and help, but they're like the real stuff. Like we'll get you a place and get help you. No, I don't want it. I want a handout, and I want this. And this this is the new like Lord of the Flies thing. Well, the judge just said you got to get rid of that place, uh, Maricopa County. You've got until July 10th to unload it. I'm looking at the thing right here. Um, my guy said that's it. And I think that's like hitting a hive of scorpions. Like we this is good. We got them all in one spot, right? All the Crazy homeless. For all that, the diatomaceous earth. And- yeah, yeah. So what we do, instead of, uh, uh, you know, tell them everybody's got to go, you build a big fence around it. We lock them in. We got them. We got them trapped. It's like a roach motel. Like, this is a group of people that aren't trying and don't want to be part of anything. People who play Fallout will understand that. You put a whole exactly. border around it. The city keep them in. buys the land from whoever owns it. And uh, we build a wall around, a big, giant wall around there and say, okay, well, then we're going to keep you in here. If you want to stay here, this is where you stay. We can't have you wandering around. Yeah, but miles to nowhere, Hobbs would never would never do that. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way. I do, like, I do like that you've nicknamed her after a Playdio song. <laughs> God damn it, you're going to make me do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Governor Katie Katie and stuff, and we've got a problem down there with the homeless, so um, we're just going to tell them to walk around. <laughs> can't be here. You don't have to go home. I know you don't have one, but you can't stay here, okay? Okay, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Um, Being so like, tough. That's it. See ya. I love you and you love Katie. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Governor Katie. So, yeah, we built a wall around them. And on the flip side, if we had the Macho Man, she'd roll tanks through there. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't have a problem. Oh, man, it'd be brutal. The 10th. Like, I'll do it by 2. <laughs> you give me till July 10th, she'll have a new building there. And it'll be like her, it'll be a new house. But, I mean, they're pooping in people's doorways. There's the, If you've been down by it, and I've been once, a goof, that I spun around through construction, and I end up like, I'm in it. It's not that far from stuff. It isn't. It's in the middle of a bunch of stuff, too. But it's like, it's tents and plastic tarps. And there's a lot. It's a demilitarized zone. It's, it's, it's Skid Row L.A., only like on a smaller scale. Skid Row L.A. is I've just seen little blocks. satellite ones. I haven't been down to the mains. I flew over it. it. You can now fly over it and recognize it. When I flew back from Vegas, I looked down like, there it is. You can't miss it. Like, it's it's large. And, you know, they're crapping in doorways and they're... You know, they're now the, and now it's kind of a criminal thing, and there's not a lot you can do about stopping that. It's mainly between each other, but it is kind of leaking into other stuff. It's definitely criminal to crap in someone's business storefront or someone's front yard. There's people who live close to that. So build a wall around it. Build a wall around it, and then have the ones that knock and say, okay, I don't want to be in here anymore. I'll take your help. Okay, got it. I can fix this. But hitting them. It's like hitting a beehive and then going, ah, oh, the bees are everywhere. We don't want them wandering around. We got them isolated. They're homeless. They need our help. Yeah, but this bunch doesn't. For some, Not all of them. But if you start building that wall around, they'll be like, what's going on? And then the ones that do want help will be like, oh, I didn't realize you were going to imprison us. Well, yeah, you guys are crapping on people's doorways. We'll build you a bathroom. And we'll build you, you know, like five baths. We'll put five bathrooms inside the walls. And then every once in a while, a truck will come by and drop some sandwiches off. And that'll be it. 
it's worth the investment to keep them from walking around. And the ones that want to go, I don't want to be in here anymore, knock, and then we let them out. And we like, but your next step has to be our way. We're going to help you out. There's drugs and stuff all over the place. You lock them out. Lock them out. That's horrible. Is it? Is it? If someone was taking a dump in your front yard day after day after day after day, <laughs> and then they burned a body in a dumpster, uh, you'd be like, what are we going to do about this? And I don't think the best idea is to, all right, you can't stay here. Go find someone else to stand. Now they might stand in your yard longer. I can fix your zone. I could have fixed the that zone. Wall just won't I can fix keep this. expanding. That's the only thing. No, it won't. They're just homeless people banging into it. The, the ones that will be wandering around will be easier to spot. The, the ones that hang out down there don't want help. The ones that are out on the streets might want help. The people who have gone to that one have made it clear that this is like our city. But look, and there's we're but creating it's still the rules. expanding because there's yeah, they're more coming in. So we'll let it. We'll let yeah. you in if you want in. You're more than welcome to go in there in this lawless cage. Fine. I just think even in expansion—that's what you don't want. It won't expand outside the walls. If somebody wants to go in there and be lawless and whatever, that's fine. Then you pass the laws for the ones there. If you get caught pooping in somebody's door, you're going to jail for a good long time. But the ones that won't take help and they want to do drugs inside there and all that—good luck getting it. Like if you deliver it in there, we'll lock the door behind you. You're not getting out that night. That's it. And maybe it, maybe homelessness expands. That's a different issue. But when we've got this bunch that we can build the wall around, we can stop this one for a while. We are reaching a tipping point with that because, like, on the on the U-turn, so we, we pass through Vegas. Yeah. And we go Henderson, so we're, we're kind of skirting Vegas. Yeah. But off the side of nearly every overpass... Is a giant, and where there's really nothing going on is a giant encampment. Yeah, and we, even up in Salt Lake, there's off the freeway going toward the airport. There's a giant encampment. We got too many free roamers. There's a lot of that. Yeah. So what, if you like, if you were to ask L.A., hey, if it's a time machine, I can get you to go back and we could build a wall around just where they are. Would you do it? And they'd be like, heck yeah, because now they've been trying to. Oh, we can't stay here anymore. You can't stay here. And they just move to another place. So God knows where the next place is. Let's just keep them in one spot. Five, six bathrooms, you're responsible for cleaning it yourself. Uh, you know, if you get loose, uh, we're going to keep an eye on it. That's it. Build a wall around it. Walls work. Donald Trump taught me that. Build a wall around things you don't like. I enjoy that. They, You know, a lot of homeless pets exist. Uh, what do we do? We build a wall around it. We put them in a thing called the shelter. And the ones that don't want help, well, it's a different story. We can't start doing that to the to the ones down at the zone. Well, we're going to have our youth. If no one adopts you in the next 30 days. But it's basically the pound for homeless people. Maybe it will get bigger. Maybe we build another place with walls. But right now we've got them trapped. And they're fighting help. So, okay, you don't want help? You, you know get walls. money they spent in San Francisco? Remember when they tried to do those uh, homeless bathroom yeah. and showers? And right. it was just a nightmare. It would be too nice. It made them feel comfortable. You got to make these. You got to make them even more uncomfortable. If you want help, it's there. There's plenty of people out there going, "Hey, we want to help you," and these guys are fighting it. We got one of the cops listening. He says, "We we go in and clean that place up a lot, and then the bleeding hearts start lambasting the PD for doing it and throwing out people's stuff." Right? They call it the village of the damned down there. You can't do anything. Build a wall around it. Why are you imprisoning us? Because you don't want our help. We're trying. There's been plenty of groups down there that have said, hey, we want to help you, and they turn it away. Okay. You just do a little announcement. 
anyone who wants help, uh, this is your last call. Otherwise, the wall starts being built today. We'll have that wall up in no time. And do it like the border wall, too, where they can see out. Just piss them off. (laughs) (laughs) Looking through this and can't climb this thing. It's huge. It's perfect. I'm into walls. I like walls. I don't think they all work. I think there's some that are a little bit uh, far-fetched. Like, you know, an entire border. That seems a little bit crazy, but hey. Can't hurt to try. Because the plan right now is to just sweep them around. Move them over here and move them over there. It's just kicking the can to another place. Anybody poops in my front yard? I definitely want that person behind walls. I don't want to just go, hey, move over to Michael and Troy's house. What are you doing here? Because that's essentially what we're doing. And then Michael and Troy go, nah, you move over here. It's like leaf-blowing people. Nobody ever sees it get cleaned up. They just get blown over into another yard. We got to bag them up, is what I'm saying. We have to be a good landscaper. Bag these folks up. Put them in a big, giant bag. A wall. It's perfect. I've solved it. Once again, problem solved. The Zone. 101.5 The Zone. Can you imagine if we were still a station called The Zone and that started to crop up? How sad it would be. Those we got to change the name. We're now the homeless encampment. Have that thing wrapped in banners. Oh, oh we'd have the zone Signage. around it. In Which fact, we... I still have an old roll of zone banners. Should go down there and give it to them, just like, you know, make them feel like they're... Maybe a couple <laughs> of tents. Yeah, pretty good. Well, it'd be easier to fix the zone radio station or the zone downtown. Zone downtown. <laughs> zone radio station had too many dumb people in it. Too many dummies ran it from start to finish. Not one smart person was ever in charge of that thing. Uh, the better part is also, Brady, like when the Super Bowl rolls to town, the first thing they do is wall up the homeless. Yep. They know it's the real solution. Yep. Let's get them behind these walls, out of sight. They do it every time. Get them in one isolated spot, you know, lead them down the road with food, get them into a, and then close the doors. There were no homeless people downtown when I was down there for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Three days of the seven days that thing was here, wandered the streets freely. Just Sunday. I got some water at the Fries because Saturday night's game, uh, Kevin Ray and I may have tied a little extra on. So I was down at the apartment. I woke up and I needed water, so I went over to get water at Fries. I stepped over a man at the Arrogant Butcher, and people were in there, you know, on the thing eating. They didn't seem to mind that there was a dude in just a pair of shorts sleeping on his tennis shoes as a pillow right there on 2nd Street in Washington. But he wasn't there during the during the Super Bowl. That was a clean right. street, man. Holmberg, you're too much of a Simpsons fan. You're describing the plot to the Simpsons movie Escape from New York. Was that in the movie? They built well, a wall around Springfield, I, I know, Simpsons, the dome. Yeah, yeah they domed it. Sign Marcus Mang. Yep. Yeah, to keep Springfield out of other places that, you know, if they were nothing but trouble, if they started pooping on us. I'm all for doming Tucson. I have no issue with that. John, please... Get Katie Hobbs on the phone. We need a Thunderdome downtown. I would pay. Talk about season tickets. Sign me up and charge my card. Oh. See now. (laughs) The crazy in me says that would be awesome because it's kind of happening anyway. Thunderdome. (laughs) I don't know about this. You know, a wall would work in that situation, guys, because they probably wouldn't be industrious enough to dig a tunnel under it. I don't know if they're industrious. They don't seem to be too industrious. They find their ways to get the things they need and only them. But, yeah, you don't want help? We build a wall. I fixed it. You don't need till July 10th. And everybody's with you. We've got Tucson. What yeah. are we waiting for? Guarantee you their plan. <laughs> a lot of room. Their plan won't be as good as a wall. Yes. 
Mine can be even uh, the in the meantime, let's just put them behind this wall until we figure out what to do. Did you know about this? Uh Uh-oh. John, you realize on your phone right now, well, maybe not right now, but there is an app that shows you where all of the homeless are dropping their little brown logs. Is that right? There's a poop app? Apparently. I don't, I'm going to ask them what it's called. Yeah. (laughs) And who's the guy wandering around putting that up? (laughs) Is it like Waze? Where you just, you you report it? There's one. I better tell the others. There's like Go Pokemon where you're you're trying (laughs) to find this stuff. Not augmented reality. You idiots out there. So whenever I walk by and see homeless feces, I pop it in on, I pop it in on, and then other people walk in. There's one. Oh, an alert came up. We're close to someone's duke. John, my wife, just turned to me and said, um, this guy doesn't realize he's white, bald, and talking about putting people in camps. Yeah. Where have I heard this before? <laughs> well, I didn't. Yeah, but I'm not isolating by race or uh, religion. <laughs> just home capability. It's the people who don't want help. I don't care what, what color you are. You're all just dirty to what me. What was the thing we can't call them now? We can't call them homeless. Are, oh, is yeah. It, is it uh, shelter challenged? Relocated <laughs> something or something like that? Like shelter challenged. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Shelter deficient? It doesn't bother me. Label them all you want. I'll build your house. Brett's <laughs> solution a, to a... this, we're finding at the bottom of Lake Mead. Let's fill that <laughs> right. sucker back up. I don't Steve. see a problem. <laughs> what about that? Uh... Yeah, I don't think truckloads of people being driven into a lake is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Brett didn't hey. react to that at hey. all. I-10 on, uh, I think it's the Casa Grande, the old mall. It's completely, they've changed oh, yeah, it. Yeah, all the outlet mall. malls. There's, out, yeah. there's bathrooms there. There's yeah. What? Hey, that ain't a bad idea. Put them in a mall. Fiesta's yeah, it's only Casa there. Grande. Who cares? Just well, put yeah, them down there. Fiesta Mall, it's no, too close that's to too close. people. Yeah. Casa Grande, where weirdos live. <laughs> Nobody wants to live in Casa Grande. That's just a temporary assignment. Never once have I ever said, I'm going to retire Live my days in Casa Grande. Nobody's goal is Casa Grande. That's a stepping stone to something good. People, even people in witness protection are like, nah, you no. know, I'll take my chances out on the streets. I, I'm good. I I'm think good. I'm a good fighter. <laughs> so take your, uh, what is this, Jake Rubenstein name and shove it up your ass. I'm staying. I'm the snake. You don't want to live in Casa Grande? No one wants to live there. No one wants to be in Casa Grande all the time. So build a wall. And nobody's got civic pride. So you could do Brett's plan and just put them all in a truck and move them to someplace else. Here, look, this is better. Screw up this city we don't care about. Enjoy Tucson. (laughs) I'm a Phoenician born and bred. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You were. Get out of here. (laughs) You're not the pride of the town. Pack it up, pal. Well, then you know all about starting over. You know, if you're familiar with Phoenix. Anyway. It's a plan, and it works. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats this morning? Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is, it's getting there. We're getting near the end of the month, which means the factory Santa Cruz sale will be ending soon. So if you've been in the market for a new bike, head on down there. 20% off all winter clothing and 10% off all front suspension mountain bikes as well. So it's actionrideshop.com, or just go visit them down there on Gilbert Road in Southern. TV weatherman Ian Schwartz just said, the Chase building downtown is empty. Stick them in there. Yeah, I'm with the weatherman. Cast Grant's better. <laughs> That's great. By the way, Action Ride Shop, I've been talking with Josh yesterday because yeah. TV's Doug Hopkins wants an electric bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh sent some uh, stuff over to me, and I sent it to Doug. 
And Doug finally got to the crux of the issue of what he's worried about. I'm like, just go get it. Joshua, he's like, yeah. Is this thing going to help my fat ass get up hills? And I just said, probably not. <laughs> just stick with cars. <laughs> Why do you want to pedal if you're worried about your fat ass? You won't have a fat ass if you're pedaling up hills. So Josh is trying to help Doug out, and he's sending him solutions. Good luck, Josh. I don't know if this one's going to get me up a hill. You're not that big, Doug. If an electric bike shuts down and starts rolling backwards, you got bigger problems than your bike purchase. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's bogging down. This bike stinks. No, no. It's you. <laughs> yeah, if an e-bike, if a bike bike can't get you up a hill without going the other way because gravity's winning because you're too big. The bike's... Ah! Yeah, don't worry about the bike anymore. It's not the bike's problem. This bike stinks. Couldn't get me up that hill. Mm. Does the bike stink? Mm. <laughs> I think it's not the bike's fault. I think the bike was doing all it can. Uh, I don't care. Whatever you want to put up there. Uh, well, on the list, we got suicidal, deftones, POD, Avatar, Mastodon, yeah. Acacia Strain, Limp Biscuit Ministry, Filter Avenged, Dokken making an appearance, and uh, Static X. And then somebody hit us up last minute, Nickelback. Let's San do San Quentin for James. It's the Office tune. Weirdo. It's a great song. It's a great Nickelback song. And you can start dancing around at your cubicle, James the Weirdo. Give me a little San Quentin. More wall. It's a good thing. So I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm about solutions. I'm not about problems. I know if there was a homeless encampment close to me, and they said we're just going to ask him to disperse, Whew. I sure would wish they'd wrangle him up first before they came up and then have a plan for it. Apparently, St. Luke's Hospital over on 19th Street in Van Buren's uh, closed too, so we can pop them in there. Stuff them in there. That's still in the streets. So get them to the avenues at least. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Nobody wants it closing in on them. Damn right. right yeah. <laughs> you don't either. No, of course not. That's why I want them in a box right there. An inescapable cage. I want them to all be little mimes just trying to get out, just pushing on the walls. Uh, it's San Quentin for James the Weirdo. It's uh, Nickelback. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98 KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. We're late. Big deal. <laughs> we'll do what we want. That's right. I'm jealous. There's a there's a guy in the building right now retiring at the end of the week. Mark from the Mark and Neander Tim show. And God damn it all! If I don't see him every day and go, well, that's his last Tuesday on someone else's clock. Yesterday I thought that I'm like this is the la- I saw Mark walk him through I'm like that is the last Monday of his life he's on someone else's time because they've got to be that's got to be a such a freeing feeling. I was gonna say that maybe that was the last time I pee with him down the hallway. Just you just peed with him today. Ago, it's yeah. the last Tuesday I'll ever pee with him. Yeah, that's true. Now maybe you two will run into each yeah. other again and pee, but I mean on a on someone else's clock. We gotta ha- have him in here and pee. No, I, look, I I tip my cap to that guy. Again, he's retiring on his own terms. Good for you. But Jesus, the jealousy. I mean, I don't get jealous too often. I get envious. This is pure jealousy. It makes me a little angry. Just looking at him, just going, man, oh, man, good for you. Gives me a goal to retire, get out of this mix without stepping in homeless poop along the way. Uh, it's time now for Brady to put all that to risk. We'll see what we can do here. It's called the Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters. Uh, you head to Hooters for happy hour and start the weekend early 
on a Tuesday with $4 select appetizers. Well, you can do it every day, Monday through Friday. I guess you can start the weekend early any day you want. Uh, 3 to 6 o'clock, they got all sorts of deals out there. Four bucks off select appetizers. That's pretty good. And it only happens at Hooters. And then you say, thanks, Hooters, for this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Tuesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Something on a Stick Day. Okay. Jesus. It's close to Easter. I'll go with that. Couple of basis fun facts. Years after Wyatt Earp's famous turn at the OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona, he rambled around L.A. as a unpaid consultant for silent cowboy movies. I didn't know that. Didn't he die at the end of Tombstone? Uh, he, they didn't show him dying. Doc Holliday died in the movie. Yeah. They talked about him dying at the end. And uh, our, our uh, buddy who's got the uh, memorial out there, Tom yeah, Mix. Yeah, Tom Mix. He was one of the... Paul Bears. Was stuff he like really? Yep. Yep. So, the, yeah, so Wyatt Earp probably mixed up with Tom and yep. went over to Hollywood and started mm-hmm. there. I didn't know that. That's an interesting ending to that. There's actually a phobia called consecta telephobia. Close. <laughs> well, you're afraid of chopsticks. Afraid of them? Yeah. Fear of chopsticks. Aren't you just afraid of people with chopsticks? I think it's just the chopsticks, chopsticks you by see themselves them. don't do anything. You got to have a person working them. Banks could design money to look however they wanted, and up until 1861, when the U.S. Treasury stepped in and standardized everything. But before that, special Christmas money was pretty common, including a lot of bills that featured pictures of Santa. Sure. And if you'd have one of those right now, if the neighborhood on the road show, yeah, it'd be worth who a lot of money. Or exactly what's printed on it. Who knows the, uh, like, if you're a regional area and everybody agrees something has value, it has value. They probably didn't use money a lot back then. Like Brady's way. I've got some sauce. I need some hay. You're horse trading all the time. And then everybody got into fights because it's never a fair exchange. And they said, we need some sort of standard. Look at these cool rocks I got. Yeah, because too many guys were grifting Brady. I got a couple things I'll trade up with you. No, no, no. It's not. I always say that. It's not 1850. We use money now. So everybody feels like it's a clean. It's a part of town. Even in 1850 with no expiration dates, they'd be looking at that. This seems a little old. Tell you what. Why don't you clean my pool? But instead of me giving (laughs) you stuff you can pay bills with, I give you some food. This elixir. Some tonics. It would be an elixir for you. I'll give you some. It is kind of just like pork. Snake oil. (laughs) He's got a snake oil sauce. (laughs) Who needs money for bills? That's silly. Everybody wants sauce. Why? I'm a fellow who has tons of it. You You got a headache? This cures it. Should be able to take that right down to your local cow salesman and exchange that. I'm surprised you haven't walked around your neighborhood with one of those big wooden carts full of it. (laughs) Try the amazing new sauce. It cures baldness, AIDS. I will pitch in. Can yeah, we, we buy him one. Buy He'll him walk one? around with it. A, new friends. Yes. B, he gets rid of that sauce he is. Get to present. Well, hello there, new friend. Another great thing for you. <laughs> I see you're a lot like me. Ball, do you want to fix that? This sauce will do it, my friend. And all you got to do is rub a little on your meat, if you know what I mean. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Want to see my pride and joy? Why, here they are. Hello there. Clean oh, Chrome Dome. Look at Let that. Let me fix it for you. You've got hair tonic, and you yeah. smell like teriyaki. I see you're a fellow who likes to stand in his front yard and wait for people to walk by, too. Well, we're cut from the same cloth, old friend. <laughs> Chief, I noticed a little bald spot on the back of your head, and I can fix it. 
popular science looked at Google Trends to figure out the five smells around the house that Americans hate the most. Poop. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. that's up there. Poop wasn't is in the top five. If I walk into somebody's house and it smells like poop, cat. You well, have one that's, uh, when a skunk sprayed outside your. Oh, come on. Well, come on. What neighborhood do you live <laughs> yeah. in? in the house. Mildew, yes. mildew on your clothes. I don't think of skunk smell as a house smell. I right. think the skunk did right. that. Cigarette smoke on your clothes. You're from West Virginia. What did you Gasoline say? Gasoline on your shoes. Ooh, gasoline on your shoes. shoes. Yeah. I smell my shoes. Dog pee on the carpet. Yeah. Do Those were the top five. Drip gasoline on your shoes a lot? Not so much that it would ruin my shoes to where they stink more like Brett, gas. you're a car guy. Yeah. You have to like kind of wade in it. Maybe if you go to yeah, a gas I mean, station, it, just it doesn't go away. And there's oil on yeah. the, If it's on your shoes, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah. you got to get quite a lot on there, though, to not have it just kind of... To have people notice. Wouldn't you keep those shoes? It'd be in the garage. They wouldn't be, yeah. My flammable shoes. (laughs) Those aren't, you said, were they household smells? They're based on Google Trends. Figure out the five smells around the house that Americans hate the most. Around the house. See, I would have pictured that just been things that happen in the house only. Skunk smell, that's outside. If there's mildew in the clothes, that means there's You're not washing your clothes. clothes. Well, you gotta, wa- you got to clean your wash. And I understand, like, a shirt or something that was in the... Right. You leave it in the wash too long. Don't dry it fast enough. You get a little... But that shouldn't be a common occurrence. That just means your dryer doesn't work. Some guy used chat GPT. He says that... Thanks to Chat GPT, it saved his dog's life. Oh, jeez. She was anemic, the dog, and uh, the vet diagnosed her with a tick-borne illness. But the treatment didn't help, and her their advice was just to wait and see. Instead, he pasted the dog's blood results into Chat GPT, which said it might be something called IMHA. That's what my dog had last year. It's a crazy... It's immune-medicated yeah. hemolytic... Amnemia, uh, anemia. anemia. My dog almost died last year. It's almost like a. It's almost like a springtime allergy, and I know that's not what it is, but it shows up mostly in the spring. Your dog gets really lethargic and weird. Uh, blood transfusions, all sorts of stuff. They have a medicine for it. Thirty percent do well. Thirty percent do nothing. Thirty percent die. Jesus, Which dog it, had it, it? Frank, my wow. little Frankie. He had a different vet run more tests, and they confirmed Chat GPT was right. They got his dog on the right treatment plan, and she's yeah. on her way to full recovery. There are some vets, and it's not a bash on vets that don't recognize it. They don't. See, they don't see a lot. Of, it's not. It's becoming more common. But it, it, the funny thing is that they can't figure out why it keeps happening in spring. Hmm. It's a strange kind of like it just shows up. Frank was sick for. He got. He just got his all clear a little less than a month ago. Hmm. It's been about a year. And we almost lost him. He was in the hospital for a week. They're doing blood transfusions. They couldn't get his uh, anything. Nothing could come back. It, it was just all falling. And then finally, the last kind of treatment took, and he was okay again. But it took a long time till he was normal. An AI program to analyze 400,000 customer reviews for six airlines came up with 11 changes that would make flying more enjoyable. No kids. More flexible seating arrangements. <laughs> Was one of it. There's issues with seating were one of the most common complaints it saw. Self cleaning bathrooms somehow automated where they're constantly disinfected. Um, personalized comfort settings so you can do things like change the height of your seat, the temperature, the air coming from the overhead. The height, height. of your seat. 
I agree yeah, you don't with need that, those things I, to be yeah, electrified. That's, that's just, just more say. stuff that's going <laughs> to blow up. Yeah. Redesign some the overhead bins. Yeah, some kid's going to get their finger caught well, in the... Beyond that, it's another fire hazard. Right. Less electronics, right. more just normalcy. Sit down, shut up, sit there. And <laughs> you're yeah. asked to do nothing for a few hours, do it. But the redesign on the overhead bins says, yeah, you can redesign them to get more luggage in there. By the way, all these things exist. It's called first class. This that's why you pay extra for it. Otherwise, you ride with the rubes in your unadjustable seat that's sitting on top of another seat. They don't have first class on a Legion. <laughs> the, the last flight I was on, <laughs> first when I had to, when I had to fly with them last week, uh, I had to take a flight back on U.S. Air. The plane's really nice. The seats are paper thin now, and they've crammed in more. Yeah, and it does feel claustrophobic. Like when I sat in the seat, it was the first time I've been in coach in a while. And I felt like, Jesus, they're close. But you bend, like the person's on top of you when they lean back. Yeah. They're on oh, yeah. you. Yep. But when you lean back, it's all kind of relative. But your legs are under that person yeah. now. The leg it's room wasn't And then you pay extra for the more yeah. space that the... There's no more space. I don't know. Oh, I, there is. Oh, yeah, because oh, I paid extra and didn't did get more oh, space. Oh, really? Because yeah. I noticed no a big difference. Space. If you go to business class, there's more space. But if you're in coach and you're like, hey, you want the cabin upgrade? It's whether or not it's available, and they'll give you that. Yeah, it's those it's first one five row. rows that yeah. are behind the curtain. That no, 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 they, no that's that business. That's different. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They charge you for that, and they give yeah. you like another inch of leg room, but it's no but different. But they also add the coach thing now has, if you want a little extra, there was none. Because hmm. in the row we sat in, I looked at the row that didn't have it. That makes sense. On the, uh, if it's a tenth of an inch, that's more. So they can lie to you and tell you. But it was like 35 bucks extra. There's a couple. Of, but uh, it was weird because it's like having, they're, they're as thin as these computer monitors. Use AI to monitor equ- equipment and reduce mechanical delays. Yeah. Just don't fly coach if you can help it. You'll see all of the things you've ever wanted on a plane. It just costs you a fortune. Keep track of luggage by putting trackers on every suitcase. It is a little bit different when you fly international. Like when we went to Japan on our way to Thailand, the planes are just different. They're just yeah. They're just so much nicer. Well, you know, you're, they, they have I the know, same planes flying from you know bounce to bounce. Well, it's configured yeah. differently. International right, they ones do, are awesome. Yeah, but the plane was configured differently. Like there was one less seat in the middle. Yeah. Instead of six, there were five. That's so nice. there's more. There's more room there. And they're Chinese. It's they're smaller. Japanese, they should be jamming more. Japanese. I thought you said China. <laughs> and all, either way, they're small too. It's not like you're cramming in tons <laughs> of big are people. Are the Japanese that yeah, much smaller? Tons, are they? Yes, relevant. Really? I mean, the Thai people are tiny. Right. Yeah, they, they you can fit flight. three or four hundred of those on a regular easily, Southwest plane. Easily. Backpacks. Like you just carry them. In. <laughs> carry they're smaller. Else. Taiwanese. Yeah. Thailand. Thailandese. Thailand Thais. Thai people. Yes. Oh, Taiwanese no too. All of them. I had no idea. The whole gaggle. I can't speak to the Taiwanese. I wasn't there. You go up to like where Yao Ming's from, different animal. Where's he from? The hills? China. Seven seven footers up there. They got some big Oh, that's ones. what I mean. Where's like seven foot hills area. Oh, I thought part. he was a one off. I didn't know. No, no, no. Oh, there's, a, there's a gaggle of them. There's another one? Oh yeah, there's a there's a whole like bunch. Hmm. There's a large part of China. Like where people are big. Oh, okay. And a new survey of sports. Not the fanatics. one we know about though. The one we know about, they're all about 5'4". Ones are Wuhan. building uh, Air Jordans and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. The one, right? the one with Moe's haircut from the Three Stooges <laughs> shouting at you from, with a broom. In a new survey of sports fanatics, the average super fan would trek five hours and 48 minutes to see a big game. 
Depends on the game. And 45% of them said they've traveled out of the country for a game. You'd do it. If Seattle oh, yeah. was in the NFC Championship and you had tickets, you'd fly to well, Seattle. Well, even, even more, if, it, if they get close to the playoffs again in baseball, I'm going. Yeah. That's me with the Sox, too. That's five hours yeah. for both of you. Easy. And definitely for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. A new study found Botox might make the person who got the injections worse at reading other people's emotions, too. <laughs> Ready for this? Researchers at the University of California, Irvine, scanned the brains of 10 women before and after they got Botox in their forehead. The point was to see how their brains reacted to other people's facial expressions. You know why? Because they've been looking at themselves in the mirror so long with the new Botox. Yeah, they don't know what they... Each one was shown photos of happy, angry, or neutral faces, and they had to guess the emotion being expressed. It turned out... They were worse at it after they got Botox. It so does it leak into your brain? Something they're they're saying they think it's because it's something called the facial feedback hypothesis, the idea that we're subconsciously mimic people's facial expressions to help us interpret it. Huh? Yeah, when somebody's sad, you make a sad face. I guess that's true. I listened to a lady in Vegas get mad at her friend because her friend said, "Oh my God, did you do Botox? You look great." She goes, you're not supposed to tell. Well, what's the point then if you look exactly the right, same after? Exactly. It was a nice thing, she said. She noticed her new face. Your the other part of the uh, theory is that Botox prevents the muscles in your face from doing it as well. And that makes you worse at reading emotions in general. Yeah. Got this guy, Michael Mastin. He is a, a longtime employee at the water treatment plant in Louisiana. He got fired and arrested last week. 57-year-old guy uh, worked at the water treatment plant. It's unclear how many times he's done it. But he got caught on video doing it twice. Last week, he'd pee in the water. In the water tank. He'd move the security camera so you couldn't see him. Before or after the treatment? Well, well, here's the catch. Yeah. Then he'd uh, just basically pee over the rail into the water tank below and the shift camera, and then he'd basically shift the camera back. Well, he didn't put the camera back far enough this time. They caught him. Got him twice. Um, police found out about it on Wednesday, arrested him that afternoon, facing two counts of contam- contaminating water supplies, two counts of criminal damage and critical infrastructure. The officials put a statement out assuring the people the town's water is safe to drink. So it was before the treatment. He's peeing in the dirty water. Well, they took samples of the water. Well, they would know. So it must be peeing in the cleaner side. Yeah, well, they tested it, and it's still clean enough. Because water treatment is filthy water turned into treated water. So if he's peeing in the filthy side, it wouldn't matter. You're not testing that. I'd make him drink it. (laughs) There you go, pal. Here you go. Here's a glass of your own. Let's see if it's any good. That's a good punishment right there. If you start duking in our clean water, you have to drink it first until, you know, make sure it's okay. I got a quick wild world. All right. And now it's time for a quick wild world. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan. This is your wild, wild world. (laughs) Why do you have to speed through? I forgot to do the Are we going to edit that in post? To your brain. (laughs) (laughs) That you have to go so fast like you're on a time crunch. (laughs) Calm down. It's quick. And no, to repeat isn't. yourself, yeah. though. Yeah, you said it three times. Are you familiar with the blue-ringed octopus? It's in Australia. Of course not. It's tiny. 
Oh, well, but it's that, also yeah, no. that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super tiny. It can be under a seashell or something sure, like, like that, octopus. but it's both... It's in the water. Wait a minute. Venomous and toxic. Do you know it can be under a a seashell? Yeah, I do. Let him have it. Because that's exactly what happened to this lady. She was uh, shelling on the beach, (laughs) and there's a little puddle where the shells come in. She flipped one over. There was the blue-ringed octopus. And if you touch it, it's toxic. But if it bites you... You're dead. Not too many people survive from the bite of this thing. About the size of a thumb. Yeah, and it bit her twice. She ended up just having stomach pain and for about 20 minutes. That was it. They observed her overnight, which is – this has never happened before. Right. So she's patient so they're zero figuring, now. Yeah, she might be – there might be something. She's like Ellie or, from The Last of Us. Most of the time, it's a neurotoxin, so you basically uh, – it shuts your whole system down. Your Paralysis system. all over. Your organs shut down, and the reason why you die is because you can't even breathe. Well, it's adorable. Yeah. They're totes adorbs. You'd pick that up. With gloves, yeah. Especially when it has its own emoji. Yeah, that's an adorable blue ring emoji. Yeah, I'd take them home. That was a given. I'm keeping this. (laughs) That's your wild, wild world. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't know about that one. When I was in Australia, they didn't tell me about that murderer. All the others I found out about. (laughs) Well, the ones you could see. Cassowary birds, brown snakes, spiders. They just name them the brown. What's that one? Brown. That's bad, right? Yeah. Good. Uh, like if we name it after a color, it usually kills you. <laughs> Makes you hate that color. That's why we had to stop calling the Aborigines blacks. They weren't all killing us. That's not why. <laughs> it's exactly why. <laughs> that made us seem more progressive. Blue rings. Blue. <laughs> That's a, and I guarantee it's called a bluey. Hey, careful! You get bit by one of them blueies. They make everything cute, and it all murders you. Finally, there's this artist named Sean Gladwell. He's created an exhibit called Passing Electrical Storms, which guides participants through a simulated de-escalation of life from cardiac arrest to brain death. You put on the Oculus, basically lay down on a table. It simulates dying. Yeah. It's kind of patterned off of the user. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You go and full. People, some people panic out on that whole deal. They can't tell they're actually not dying. Yikes. It's that real. Yeah, that kind of freaks them out. Don't saying. introduce them to VR porn then. Jesus. You pay for virtual abortions and stuff because <laughs> you're going to finish. Yikes. All right, get to those Got videos. Our TV's fixed. Yeah, and 4K now. Is this the one that you're thinking uh, this guy gets caught by a cable? Slams into another body. Oh, no. He's walking down the street. There's some construction going on near that. It's India. Oh, my God. It's a slingshot a guy onto a woman. Hundreds of feet. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Man, that is good placement. Shot. Whatever that is. Wow. That doesn't look real. That's outstanding. And that poor little Indian woman in her sari just she laying there getting... Him. She turns and sees him coming. Yeah. It's like... Uh, Look at her. The, nope. It's the first episode of The Greatest American Hero when he's trying to learn to fly. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it or not. I hate that I know that. Yeah, I know. I it's, a, that. it's a great show. <laughs> Next one's a parkour injury. Guys going across railing. What? Why is he Over to the, the box. And snap. Oh! oh! 
fell off about a 10-foot box onto his right leg. Ouch. Why is he called a hospital? Oh, oh, man. That leg does not make it. Ouch. Is parkour worth it? Are you getting paid enough (laughs) to risk that? No. There has to be a six-figure check for every time I try it. I am not risking every joint, knee, ankle, and otherwise, leaping off of a 10-foot thing just for a neat landing, and no one knows my name at the end. This, I believe, is extinguishing a fire by exploding. Oh, they're making a bigger fire to make a smaller fire. They blew this up. No, nope, nope, fail. That's an accident. They goofed. Yep. Well, but look, well, after it's done, yeah. it's well, just smoke. It's like gas. It's like a, a natural gas fire, except for they cut the source off and then the air got blown up. And probably after that explosion, not a lot left to burn. <laughs> yeah. That's a nuclear blowup. More time. That's yeah, crazy. My, I wonder if it's just like a propane tank. Wow. I wonder if that's what that chocolate factory looked like in oh my God. Pennsylvania. I, I bet you that's what that was. A propane tank just full of, that doesn't have a source. Did you see the video of that? Oh, it's Chocolate brutal. factory yeah. blowing up? Yeah. Oh, man. This is a real quick one. This is a guy sitting on his nuts. All I said He's after I saw that was, there is no earthly way of knowing <laughs> what direction that chocolate factory is going. There's no knowing where we're rowing. Burp, Charlie. <laughs> what do you got? Guy sitting on his nuts in a... I do that. I, I did. Actually, in fact, I did it yesterday. <laughs> I did that exact same thing. I, I was talking Aye. to Jen Gardner and uh, Tom Winner downstairs, and I made a move, and I squished him between my thighs. And I just looked at Jen, and, I was, ah, and she goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just throw up. That's what's wrong. I just adjusted wrong, and my jeans racked me. Yeah, it's the Next worst. one's uh, some new spring break activities that are going on. Boxing on the beach. Fun. Good knockout. Oh, Oh, man. Jesus, that kid. One of them wasn't taking it seriously. Wow. One of them thought it was a fun event at the beach. Roundhouse. And then World Star happens to him. Nice left hook there. Harry Styles should have never climbed in the ring with that guy. Look at how excited everybody is. (laughs) Also, the kid fighting. First day in the sun at spring break as well. That kid got zero time. I'm in, bro. Wow. He hasn't had any drinks yet. There are far too many black people with cameras on that beach for me not to think my white ass is about to go on World Star. <laughs> it is just going. I have to read the room and go, he's got a show to put on. Best case scenario, I just have a little fun here. I'm going to I'm gonna step away. We'll end it with a man pyramid death. These guys are Whoa, okay. standing on shoulders to reach that, uh, I believe, the green stringer right up there. He reaches it, and... Oh! oh. fell off of his... This is how Brett broke oh. his wrist. Man. It's a big... They don't have ladders in this cruddy country, so they just pile men on top of each other to great heights. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Oh, yeah. That's a neck snapping. They also don't have shirts in that country, so I know if I'm climbing other dudes, I want somebody to have a T-shirt on for some traction. This video brought to you by Alt-AZ. I'll do it. Mis- oh, oh, man, that's a broken neck. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> it's the Alt-AZ. Yeah. <laughs> Alt-AZ. It's all Man test. pile. <laughs> this Saturday, the man pile from 93.3. Alt-Lives. Take your shirts off and climb other sweaty gentlemen <laughs> to the sounds of Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Sadly, I would go to that event. That's a pretty good radio event. I would see if we could get Channel 3 to cover that.
We're out here today at the KDKB Man Pile. We didn't know until we saw it. They're serious. It's a man pile. Yeah, we grease up a bunch of locals and take their shirts off, and then we climb each other. To the sounds of Imagine Dragons. Story and Pile. <laughs> now, man asking. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm begging you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I got the worst singing voice in the world. Ooh, ooh. That dude... <laughs> Immediately, I'll drive off a freeway if that ever comes on. And I'm, I, if you don't turn this, begging you, you, you. Not an Imagine Dragons fan. Uh, no, that's not Imagine Dragons. That's oh, Monoskin. That. Yeah. Oh, I don't even. It's all the same. I'm begging, begging you, who, who. I can't wait till you who makes it a commercial too. <laughs> begging for you, who, who. So Monoskin, put your loving on the van there. Oh, it's the Guy Fieri of music. Oh. It's the worst. <laughs> Monoskin. I'd rather jump off a pile of sweaty, greasy men to my desk than hear that all the way through. It comes up on tonal sometimes. You'll take your chances. Out. I put all the weights down. I walk over to the screen, yep. and I just turn it off. You Next. You can't thumbs down that? Yes. Thing? Oh. And I have, and for some reason it pops up every <laughs> once in a while still. And I just hear that guy talking. In the beginning, he's got this big... Oh, that's the worst. Sorry. Brady brought up Maniskin. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather listen to a 311 song. That's how much I hate that one. I've never heard that song. The Begging You? Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. have? Yeah, you have. Oh, you've played it. You have it? No. I'll pull it up. Oh, it's the worst. It's gonna, this, is gonna ma- this is nails on a chalkboard to me. Hoo-hoo. Begging you. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> I hate this guy's voice. I would tell him to his face, I hate you. W- what did I do? I hate you. And all he does is just over and over. Yeah, this is I'm going to leap off a pile of sweaty men. Head first into a. I've never heard that floor. before. Oh. Thank God. Yeah, lucky you. It was everywhere. I'll get you for the twelve inch. Oh, thanks. Every restaurant I went to, everything I did, I was always on. Ugh. All right, Brett. Tell All right, some a couple people. quick ones. Uh, this one is, you know, when you're a truck driver, you gotta. Oh, we you mild? Watch, you got? Yeah, we're mild. You gotta watch the height of the uh, overpasses you're driving under. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Yeah. The truck in front of him took the overpass down. Yeah. Just like a zipper. It, yeah, the concrete truck in front cut the overpass in half and it fell on the car behind him. Well, that's another thing to be afraid of forever. <laughs> oh, that was horrifying. Yeah. All right, and then we'll go down to... There goes a concrete truck right now by our building. <laughs> Good Lord. Stop. Watch your height. Watch out, Swiss climber. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, next... Uh, crap country. Yeah, that's that's about what we'll start it with. Loads of some traffic there. Maybe uh, maybe some border inspection oh, here. This guy. Yeah, that's that's like a Watch look it. out! Oh, oh got by the gate. Truck comes blazing through the security gate, and then the guy gets out of the way of the truck, but it hits a gate. That that dude pushed. What's with? Had that guy not pushed that, that gate yeah. wouldn't have killed the other guy. What good is that gate? Yeah, that gate's not doing much to a 100-mile-an-hour truck that doesn't want to stop at the inspection point. Wow. Uh, then this one. The guy just... Oh, he just gets bricked in the back of the head by someone else. 
for no reason. Is this a bank? This is just a guy. <laughs> security camera on the ATM. Little Dean Martin in the background. Yeah. Like the fellow once said, ain't that a kick in the head? And the dude at the ATM is out cold. Is his face on his phone. He is going through every pocket that little Chinese guy has. Wow. Oh, he gets hit in the back of the head with a cinder block at an ATM. Tactical Black, you wouldn't have had that. <laughs> yes, you would have. There's nothing you can <laughs> do to stop that. Oh, that's... <laughs> know your surroundings. When a dude has a cinder block in his hand and you're by an ATM, leave the ATM. <laughs> All right, this one I was warned to uh, be on the uh, dump button because there might be some language. Okay. okay. Just, just be careful. Just in case. All right. I'll keep my eyes open. This man is tripping, it says, as a guy gets out he's of his car. He's got a car accident. Oh, he's been in a car wreck. He's mm-hmm. hit a wall. He's walking across the freeway now. He is walking on a freaking foot. His foot Not broken. Oh! <laughs> his foot is certainly broken. <laughs> he took about 20 steps before it fell off. He just separated. He just fell off. <laughs> Somebody help him. Somebody help him. He's screaming. Oh, why aren't you helping oh. What are they They're driving away. They're just leaving. I feel bad for you, bro. Oh, good Christ. Dude took like seven steps on that wobbly leg until it just fell off. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Ah! I can't take it. It's rare meat. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Brett. <laughs> Ankle tartar. You make oh. today. You're four steps into knowing horrible stuff's going to happen. And there he is just on the side of the road. It looks like Brittany Griner. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. All right, last one, and then I'm good. Well, that was it. That's it. That's okay. it. I'm going to end strong yeah, right there. That is you can post hard that one. Just put a warning on that right, one. Right. <laughs> warning. Oh, I, that one. Brett, I am telling you, no Warning, more. Warning, fresh meat. <laughs> I can't I can't take it anymore. I'm begging, begging <laughs> you. Oh, man. There you go. That's your Brady Report. That's enough. It's 98. <laughs> Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Man, my brain screws with me constantly with years and times. That was uh, ACDC from Razor's Edge, which came out in 1990, which is only 10 years removed from Back in Black, 11. So you're 11 years removed from that. And it felt like an eternity between Back in Black and Thunderstruck. Didn't it feel like, oh, the oh, ACDC's yeah. kind of comeback? It was it less than, it was about 10 years exactly. Okay. And that was 33 years ago. <laughs> and that's crazy. Still a great song, Thunderstruck. By the way, this job, uh, since I've had it, uh, speaking of time, uh, long time here, 21 and a half years here at KUPD, and a few years prior to that, another station in town. So pushing that 25-year mark in my life as liver spots explode on my skin while I say it. Um, it's changed a ton since day one, you know, where you, we used to be kind of the, the people that told you about a thing. And now we all all know something, so we all react to stuff at the same time. So I always tell, like, you know, uh, people who ask, like, radio, how does it work and this and that. you got to be on your toes all day long. No longer can you have the newspaper consultants and saying, 
you know, you're, you're, we're not breaking new music. We're not breaking news. We're not doing anything. So this is a perfect example of one of those times is all of us just had our phones send us video of the uh, cops busting into that school yesterday. A good majority of you have already watched it along with us. So instead of us saying it's out there, and maybe this is one of those weird times where people are like, oh, geez, it's out. The body cam footage of what the police did yesterday in that Nashville school, and they're all being praised, and I'm glad for it. 14 minutes it took them to get uh, from you the, know, the, the initial call to getting that person dead on the ground was 14 minutes. That is an eternity uh, to a person being shot at. It is an amazing reaction to a group of people who went from nothing was happening to something horrible is happening and uh, rectifying that. Amazing. Watching that video like we all just did in this room because we all just watched the, both versions, the yeah. handgun coming in from one side and the long rifle going from the AR-15s, I think is what those guys have, uh, bringing it in from the other staircase. And you watch that, and I, I would hope, because the lady out front's like, he's on the second floor, this and that. I would hope that no one has the nerve after watching that to say, why did they check all the rooms? Why were they concerned about the gym? They said they were on the second at, at any point, if you f- say these guys did something wrong, you're insane. We sit back in our cozy little office jobs worrying about toxic work environments when Julie uh, gets mad at Tanya and yells. And we go to HR and go, I, I work in a toxic work environment. I work in a – it's an unsafe place. Watch this video and tell me how f- toxic your job is. These dudes are amazing. <laughs> Running up those stairs towards that noise. If you've ever heard an AR-15, and AK-47 go off. The last thing you want to do is go, hey, where's that coming from? Yeah, you don't want to run towards, towards yeah, the You gunshot. absolutely don't. And this video shows these guys at their bravest. So let me be the one who gets all the emails and the crap from people who just refuse to take a minute of their lives going, sometimes cops are awesome. Even when you hate them, you have to sit back and say, sometimes cops are awesome. I think they're awesome almost all the time. Uh, that's my experience. Don't get mad at me for that. Uh, if you've had bad experiences, I understand that you can say, I don't think they're any good and all the way across the board. But in this situation, you have to put down whatever your political feelings are and think about these eight or nine guys. I don't know how many of them there are, probably eight or nine at the time we're yeah. watching go up those stairs from either angle and pushing the other ones. One dude's like, Blue, go. And he pushes a guy out into the hallway, you know. Following the other two. we have Get to go. There. We yeah. have got to go. There's nobody who can have a, I'm having a wellness you day. you got to have his back. I'm having a toxic environment situation. I can't work in these. I'm having a stressful. No, they didn't have one. And they, they went towards this gunfire and took this dude out. So put your crap down for a minute and, and be grateful that that happened. Because that was amazing. What I just watched was amazing. Mental fortitude, incredible bravery, uh, heroic behavior. Yes, there's cruddy cops, but that doesn't, uh, you know, take away from all that just happened on that screen. Maybe some of those guys suck at being cops. Not everybody's an A player. But man, oh man, when you watch that, you have to sit for a second and go, I need to back the F off this whole cop thing. This is, in case this ever happens around me, I want that happening. They need more training. We need to get rid of them. Shut your mouth. Watch that video and tell me what you think should happen with police. Yes, there's bad ones. But man, oh man, when they're good, we got to say so. When they're bad, we got to say so. And when they're good, we got to say so. That was amazing. I haven't seen a video like that that's made me almost feel patriotic in an odd way. Watching the... I was happy it was 
over, but it's disturbing. It's uh, well, there's two cops feeling like, yeah. Well, I was proud. Deserved. I was yeah. so proud. I'm proud that that we have people willing to do that. I'm proud that there are people brave enough to go through that and then walk back out with their lives ruined. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they wanted to no. do that. Those two guys that put those bullets in there aren't feeling like heroes. They're not feeling they they know what they did was good. They're they're living with that. They're living with the noises and the stress and all. We just need to we just need to have those moments where two things can be true at once. You may not like the cops, but sometimes you have to go, God damn it. We need to praise them when they're good as much as we're able to jump when we think they might be bad. If something bad happens, we scream and yell about how bad it is and how often reform and change and all this stuff. And then sometimes this happens and you need to go, you know what, we're doing pretty good. Maybe it's not as necessary, this reform and change. Maybe we can live in the middle a little bit better. Holy crap, that's got me juiced, that video. It's, that adrenaline. It, it's is unreal. Amazing. To see it. I know it wouldn't be me. No. I'm not one of those. I'm not running up the stairs when I hear gunshots. I'm running down the stairs. I'm getting the F out of there. And that dude was blowing holes out a window, that transgender whatever yeah, shooting that thing. down at the other. Was going to uh, start officers. firing at stuff coming in. That's what I. Um, incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So, again, to all the people that are going to email me about, oh, you cops are crap and you're such a supporter. Yeah. When things like that happen, uh, you know what? If 311 did this, I'd support 311. I, I can hate something and watch it do great things and go, you know what? That's off. I need to I need to put my uh, chip on my shoulder down for a minute and recognize when something amazing just occurred. That and they acted so quickly. I mean, it wasn't like an Evaldi thing where it was forty five no. minutes right. later. And, and those how guys many needed the scrutiny. Yeah. Those guys needed to be taken to task and were. And that's that's my point. When it's bad, we say it's bad. When it's good, we don't start going, yeah, but. And that tends to be what we do in society. We see something bad and we're like, yeah, we got to change it. We're gonna. And then when we see something great like this, you have, yeah, but remember Uvalde. We always go back to, like, what sucks. This is great. It's a terrible situation. Bad things happen. These dudes, I didn't see one of them, like, cowering. Nope. Uh, not a soul. They were running. Other than if the guy in the blue was hesitant, but his... his uh, well, he know, was hesitant because like he was like, over. which way do I go? Yeah. I think it was more like, I'm going out there, which and the guy just guided There's him. a couple of times, but yeah, and, you, and the way it works, you know, they all have each other's back. Yeah. And and it was, by the way, it wasn't one of those things where the guys were, you know, Keystone copping it either. This dude gunned down, this dude gunned forward, this dude gunned up, making sure they're not going to shoot each other. Yep. Working through entrances perfectly, left, right, center. I got this door, you get that door. It was perfect. Communication was good. It was excellent. And we all just got that, like, you know, in the old days, I used to be, like, radio would be the one that's like, you've seen the video, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. Now everybody's got it. You're, every, my phone's got 10 alerts on it right now. Smart News did it. Fox News did it. CNN did it. MSNBC did it. Local News. I've got all the updates from all the news sources saying, you want to see the video? I saw it. Let's all sit back and say, that's amazing. Great work. And maybe even think about it a little bit when you see a cop today going, you know what? I'm a little rough on those guys. Not all of them are awful people. There's always bad people at a job, but man, oh man, we need to start. We need to start understanding and support that just a little bit more. Takes it to the next level. Oh, it's completely different. You don't know what your day's going to be. Their customer like. service is a little bit different from your job. Yeah, we yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there. Yeah, if you, you think you have a toxic work environment, I can't sit next to her. She gets mad sometimes, and I just feel like I need to decompress. Yeah. I know you didn't sign up for it, and they did, but let's give them credit. That's amazing. So hats off to them. I know they can't hear us, but our local police force, I'm tipping my cap to you. 
I'll take the stupid emails from people that just won't let go. Everybody's got a little bit of a, a trigger with something. They get a little annoyed by something, but man, oh man, that's impressive. Anyway, my two cents. You guys realize we're a week and a half away from the Easter cake? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I just, I kind of dawned on, on me uh, a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute, we're, it's next Friday. Next Friday? I, yeah, it's next Friday. I keep getting reminded by it because everybody's like, are you guys doing it or not? Yeah, like, we're yes, doing it. We oh, do it every happening. year. Yeah. Good just, Friday every year. It's sneaking up on us. Good Friday's right around the corner. And uh, it's pretty amazing. So uh, we've got our Easter keg hunt coming up here on, what is it, the 7th? It's it, the... Uh, I believe it's the 7th. I think Yes, it is. Yeah, it's the 7th of uh, April. It'll be right around the corner because Easter's on the 9th. So get your uh, Easter keg hunting shoes ready. The weather should be amazing. Yeah. Or it'll be pouring rain. We have not had a pouring rain Easter keg yet. <laughs> so we should be in a good spot. We'll find out. But it's coming up here, and I believe that there's a few thousand dollars on the main keg. They find the big boy. Get yourself a... Uh, a five grand handed to And I you. just found out I may be out with the keg uh, on Thursday morning. Next Thursday. Yes. See? Brett will take I just found one. out myself, yeah. so don't, don't yell right. at me. <laughs> You'll be fine. But if you fi- if you get that keg, you can sleep in. You don't need right. to go out hunting you again. You never have to go yeah. deal with the people. Right. You get the first class. You're, you're the first one in. And yet to have that keg win in however many years we've done this. Yeah, that's the crazy part. For those of you who don't know, we hide 98 kegs all over the valley. Uh, real kegs, empty, but real. And we uh, float them all over the place. And then our our friends over at Four Peaks hand us the kegs and we get it together. Budweiser, Four Peaks, all that stuff. They get it out there for us. Then we have a party. And we have a big party for everybody who finds one. And then we uh, give gifts away. Some of the kegs are worth 500 bucks right away. Like some of us, some, like last year, I don't know if Josh is doing it again, but Action Ride Shop last year said, hey, here are these. When you find our kegs, we'll give you 500 bucks right away. Like, holy crap. And then if you win the five grand, now you're 5,500 up. For those weren't keg. easy to find either. No, they they, <laughs> they do some work, those guys. I think what their money's worth. <laughs> yeah, very excited about that. So that's happening not this Friday, but next Friday, if you can believe it. Unbelievable. Easter keg right around the corner. Uh, very excited about that. So get ready for it because uh, it's coming up, and you might be walking out with huge amounts of cash to start your beautiful April and a nice Easter weekend, which is great. I'm all adrenalized from that video. I gotta, oh, it's, I got to calm I down. Mean, I mean, the only thing that was, I would like, change the alarm in the school. Right. That is one thing that I can walk away saying. If I had to critique anything, <gasps> the horrendous <gasps> double alarm that's going off in the school, that can't be good for kids. No. I mean, if it's a drill noise, it's got to be horrifying when nothing's going on, let alone you got that going on and you're hiding in a corner because it's real this time. You're never going to hear a car alarm or anything again and feel like you're functional. If, if I was seven and that, uh, you know, I think maybe a little bell that goes off that only the teachers know are horrible. Hey, guys, this thing is air raid sirens aren't as intimidating. That school's got one. I didn't know schools had that. I didn't know they had those crazy alarms. Our Dobson High had, or you weren't there, but Rhodes yeah. and Dobson had the. And you should like some. I remember uh, Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Flashlights. Yeah, yeah the lights would the, flash. The little strobe. Yeah, yeah the yeah. strobe flash. Yeah. I hope they've changed up the way they did that because Dobson used to do. We'd get bomb threats every once in a while, and then all three thousand students from the school would go stand in the same spot, stand out in the football field. And just <laughs> like, all right, I was actually, and I remember being a kid thinking, if I was the bomber, I'd put the bomb in this grass here where we all stand to watch the school blow up. Oh, good. We don't have to yeah. worry about the structure. We can just hit all the soft targets <laughs> right. over here. They eventually just heard them all here. I'm taking them all out. 
I'll just call it in. They didn't really have a plan of where's the bomb. They just And we stood like within 100 feet of the school. I don't know how big the bomb was, but we were in the blast radius, I think. Hopefully they've changed that system. All right, everybody, gather around into a big pile. We've got an active shooter, and we, uh, everybody needs to be safe in an open air. Well, if the active shooter's on the roof, we're done. So hopefully they've changed all the protocols for that, because they didn't keep us safe at all. Not even a little bit. Man, we got a fire. Everybody stand within a few feet of the fire. Right here should be good. <laughs> Every one of us. <laughs> it was weird. Fire drills I didn't understand at all. Anyway, uh, so Easter keg and adrenaline. That's all I've got going on right now. We got our hot releases coming up in just moments. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98 KUPD. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I, that. That song just reminded me of the time I was at a restaurant. And uh, it was Sushi Roku, actually. It was a really nice place. Waiter came over to him and he goes, dude, I listen to you every day. I'm like, oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. And he goes, ah, I just, I love music so much. And he started talking about music. And then it was that strange almost TV moment where I'm like, yeah, I said, I, it's, you know, you can't get, you know, whatever crap I said to get to the next step of ordering the food. <laughs> And he goes, I'm an audio slave fan. I'm a Chris Cornell fan mostly. I'm like, ah, he's the best. There's nothing better. And then he goes, I am not you. Oh, no. He starts singing, I am a highway. <laughs> you know, like, uh, how long is this going to last? And he's just like, wow, yeah, great song. And then it would stop, and he'd look at you a little bit, and then he'd sing the next line. And he was breaking the song down, and I'm like, okay. So look, pal, I'm not yeah. Lionel Richie. Yeah, on, look, uh, yeah. You know. uh, he was good. Uh, it was just like, man, I just love it so much. I'm like, this guy's into it. I didn't want to take it away from him. He, he loved it. But it was come awkward. back and record the next song on your phone. <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> I'm not so right. I am a Howard. Like, okay. I'll have the uh, 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 filet-wrapped asparagus, I guess, to start while you're singing. You know, just the check. Yeah, you know what? We're going to go. <laughs> it's, uh, we have an order. We'll just finish our sparkling waters, and we'll go. Why don't you put in a request? Can you do birth ritual while you're yeah. here? Yeah. Well, that was a sound <laughs> garden. I'm only audio slave. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have to read this before we go on. got an email that says, John, I said to, my, uh, to myself that if I ever met you, I'd shake your hand and say thanks for your support. I was a SWAT officer. I was stabbed twice during a building insertion. I don't even know what that means. Uh, collapsed lung, life flight ride to the hospital, career over. Uh, you're 100% about the aftermath of us having to deal with stuff like that. I still wake up crying. I get flashbacks and endless paranoia. And all I was trying to do was stop a guy that had just stabbed his wife and his six-year-old daughter. But you know what? I'd do it all over again. Condemning bad officers is something that needs to happen for sure. Nobody hates bad cops more than good cops. They all make our job harder. Uh, but thanks for using your platform to support good guys uh, and shred the bad ones. Uh, well, thanks to you. We, uh, look, how easy is it for me to say, I like something. I like it a lot. Cake. Uh, th- th- I'm doing nothing. I can say that, and people will disagree. I got one email from a guy who's like, oh, bad cops are all, cops are all bad. That much power didn't like, all right, then you didn't watch the video. And there are some people just not, you're not going to talk to about either. There's people who won't acknowledge that cops ever do anything wrong. There's people who won't acknowledge that they ever do anything right. Those are the ones we need to start ignoring. Yeah. We need to start ignoring fringe people. They're too loud. They never make sense, and logic's out the window. So there's that. Anyway. Just wanted to throw that out there. It's time now for the hot releases. That's what I see. Uh, and it is brought to you by our friends 
at Eric's Family Barbecue out there in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Of course, you know about their meat. It's delightful. But right now, what they're doing is expanding, growing, getting bigger, needing. And uh, Anthony said, hey, can you tell people that if they want a good job, they're, uh, you know, we're hiring. And this is what he sent me. He said, we need a cashier. We need a meat slicer. We need a cook. Then it says, must have old school work ethic, zero tolerance for tardiness, call outs, uh, or baby fits. Email Anthony at Eric's Family Barbecue.com. Schedule an interview for yourself and get involved in working for uh, good people. Get a work ethic. I don't understand anybody who doesn't have a kid, like it's 16 years old, that refuses to work. Your kid's got a gig, right? He's working. Yeah, he works at a sushi restaurant. It's crazy how many, like, don't. Or don't Kirby want to. wants yeah. to work this summer. I know, and now fourteen-year-olds want to work. It's crazy. Like, like they're allowing them because workforces need people. Because for some reason, somewhere between seventeen and twenty-two, nobody works. So the latest thing that floored me with Alex, we're on vacation, and he says, uh, "Hey, can I uh, pour concrete with Francisco this summer?" Hell yes! And I said, I "Look behind me." I'm, I'm like, "Who's Francisco? Where's my son? <laughs> Did you say that?" <laughs> I'm like, you understand what pouring concrete means, right? This summer. This summer. That's outside. Exactly yeah, what I We're not doing said. a lot of that indoors. That's a job. He goes, yeah, I know. But Francisco says you can make like $2,000 a week. I'm like, all for it. Yeah. Knock yourself out, kid. So He's we'll got a see future. That, we'll see if that happens. Slinging crate. We'll see if that happens. He's going to end up with poison hands, but that's great. Well, it's that's still what a I good told kick. him. It's like, you got to get, uh, you got to get the gloves that, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, save your be hands fine. a little bit. Yeah, let the kid learn. And, well, that's good news. Yeah. Well, if you otherwise, be a, I'd be sending him to Anthony. <laughs> go get a job there. Uh, and my buddy Winston's like, my nephew needs to work over here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, get him over there. They're hiring. So head on over to ericsfamilybbq.com or directly email anthony at ericsfamilybarbecue, all fully spelled, dot com. I personally couldn't work there because I'd gain like 500 I, pounds. I, I mean, I it was rough. so good. I would struggle. But what, the, what he really needs, and it's not listed on here, is a vegan who won't tap, the, tap the supply. <laughs> Somebody that's cool with slicing them up yeah. and doesn't want to eat them. No, anyway, ericsfamilybbq.com. It's simply the best barbecue in the world. Who goes first? Let's go. Uh, we'll go uh, you first, and then Brett will be last. Okay. Go. All right. Um, so game's out. There's really only one this week, and it's um, a well-known game, Forza Horizon. Uh, Forza? Forza. It's the uh, uh, racing game. Oh they've yeah, got, they've got DLC content this week. I don't that know is, what that means. Uh, Download downloadable content. content. Uh, cool or rally, so you can have all it's these rally cars. Off-road vehicles drive through various terrains. That's the gameplay. Rally the car game speeds play. along a ridge at night with a helicopter. These look like Brett's videos. Holy crap! Backfiring as you take it in. Text reads: Rally comes to Forza Horizon. Rally cars take off from the starting line at the festival with a helicopter following text reads, discover rugged Sierra Nueva. Trucks plow through a palm tree forest. Ah, cool. What a great game. Yeah. That's a fun game to play. Graphics are ridiculous. That is not. Yeah. The things you can do with all the cards are ridiculous. Wow. That's incredible. Very cool. So, uh, Forza Horizon. Yep. That DLC is out tomorrow, I believe. So I don't have to go buy anything. That whole thing's downloadable. Yep. All right. Most games are. I know, but I mean, is it PS4? Uh, all platforms. All of them. Yep. Okay. I don't have a five yet. N- nobody does. No. I People can't. email me. If you don't have one, I got like seven. Uh, Apple TV Plus has a couple of things out uh, this week. The Big Door Prize is their latest effort oh. at a TV series. Nice school there, birthday boy. I like that guy. 
a shirt that's funny and also makes me feel bad. Right. Love you, Dad. I've always been there. That thing will tell you your life's potential. Okay, so you oh, just saw that. So the yeah. big door price tells the story of a small town that is forever changed when a mysterious machine appears in the general store, like promising big. to reveal each resident's true life potential. Oh, that's pathetic. So it takes it off from there. Make you so sad. It just appeared like magic. What's your potential? You know what I got? Superstar. Well, I got dancer. Male model. Make it stop. <laughs> What's going on? Why is everybody trying to change their lives overnight? We're getting a divorce. The morpho inspired us. What was your card? Healer. A sign to engage in self-healing. Or maybe a meant doctor is in the profession that you do every day. <laughs> See, that might be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's like the ultimate guidance counselor. It's like you having being a skeptic in a town full of people oh, who yeah, have hope. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, right. Some machine gave him hope, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> there's no hope. What if it's all bullshit? You're all just, you're running into walls. The other big release is... Uh, what it truly is is sad because it means everybody's living a life they don't like. Yes. That they have they can't, lives full of regret. I bet you the whole concept of that show turns into appreciate what you've got. Quit yeah. seeking something else. It's based on a book, so I'm sure it probably yeah. does. Uh, the other thing on Apple TV Plus this week is uh, Tetris. I want to see this. Me too. Yeah, a movie about how Tetris came to be. Had to go steal it from the Russians. Perfect game. St- uh, stolen from the Russians. Yeah. It was <laughs> it the was. most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I forgot how it looked on the Apple IIc. I played for five minutes. I still see falling blocks in my dreams. Uh, it does look great. It's poetry, art and math, all working in magical synchronicity. It's, it's the perfect game. Tetris. 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 Love it. Tetris. I don't get it. It's a combination oh, of the final countdown. And tennis. Tennis. The Russian inventor, he likes tennis. Hazel. Yeah. This game isn't just addictive. It stays with you. This is a once That's just on Apple? Apple yeah. TV yeah. Plus, Tetris. yeah. The invention of Tetris. I think they're putting it out in theaters, too, but you can you can get it on... Uh, so, wait a minute. Is this a little bit America washing where it's already been invented, but we talk about how it got here? We stole it. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of like our... Our, the proud moment we took it from that poor Russian? Yep. I think he got paid, but yeah. <laughs> sure, but still. We, we communists are, in yeah, America. Yeah. Doesn't hey, matter right. what he thinks. Well, what he was doing with it wasn't much, like the Indians. They weren't using the land proper, so we took it from them. <laughs> he he technically discovered Tetris. That's right. Right. Uh, <laughs> he was on, the Columbus. I, yeah, he's the Columbus of Tetris. <laughs> they were doing stuff to it, but I didn't like Not what the they were right doing. Way. So we brought the Spanish over. And we just made it better. <laughs> On Prime Video, The Power is a new series uh, starring Tony Collette. Power saves, power corrupts, power liberates. The Power arrives March 31st. So sad. Or Friday. Is this an M. Night Shyamalan movie? What the hell is that? I don't know. Was that the same thing that happened with the microwave? Oh, some electrical issues. Oh, the girl's a fire starter. No, God. Maybe your stereo is just old. Like your stupid music. Ouch. Ouch. Why are you so mad at Dad? Because his car broke. Change the world. This is a Nigerian guy from uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Coming out of their hands. All teenage girls. Mom, I know some can, like, aim it. How does yours work? Hey, it hey. is. It's Firestarter. All teenage girls have electricity coming from their hands. I'd like say it was a mutation. But it's hundreds and thousands. Yeah, that's that's going to end up being yeah. a girl power. It's got power Sam Obasanya in it. I love us. He's the best. Obasanya is awesome. <laughs> is that Adele? 
Uh, no. Looked like it. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Uh, if you're an anime fan, this is a good week for you because... Skip. Out again. Attack on Titan season <laughs> Ow, four. You this lost is, me at anime fan. Yeah, this is such a huge thing, though. This is I'm the final straight. season of this series. <laughs> people go nuts for this. I'm not one of them, but people do. Neither of the other three of us. Yeah. My, my kid goes nuts for this. Uh, that just proved he wasn't punished enough. I do like the yelling of the I love yelling Japanese. Yep, and that's what it is. And so that's one, Attack on Titan, final season. Nothing sounds, Thank God. Nothing sounds more authentically terrifying than a screaming Japanese person. The other one is Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Yes. We talked about Gravitas earlier. He could just be reading the phone book. It sounds like something important is going on. Not that guy. No, they, they have to be serious or yellow. Uh-oh. Go ahead, Larry. Larry's upset. I was going to say, you have to have at least one person in that show that you just watch go, <laughs> Yeah, the girl giggle. <laughs> 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 All right. Now to a totally different direction. Rap Caviar presents, it's a docuseries based on the influential Spotify playlist. If you have Spotify, yeah. there's Rap Caviar that is all the current rap stuff. And so this is based no, we on... We can't play a minute that. of this. Well, we'll see. All right. Now things are starting to look different. Yeah. The way society is, they tell you it's a certain way you have to be. That's not for me. People are always going to shut up. They do that in every song now. As soon as you fall out of line with the expectation, you're punished for it. Hey, Young artists have to understand you're being watched. That is as an American as Apple Pies. That's Killer Mike. I'll listen to Killer Mike talk for hours. He All right, the Rap Caviar. Yep, Rap Caviar okay. presents, and that's on Hulu. All right. Uh, Emergency NYC is oh. a new docuseries on uh, Netflix. That follows New York City's frontline medical professionals as they balance the intensity of their work with their personal lives. This is going to get bad. It's a new story. Okay, tell me exactly what happened. You encounter so many different situations, you know, people's lives. You just almost go into autopilot. I'm very decisive in those moments. Man, this is going to be a bloody nightmare. 300 calls every hour. That's crazy. A lot of stitches. <laughs> That's what they're for. Almost all. Brady doesn't like to admit that people's heads just pop off. <laughs> We'd stitch that right I got videos if you want to see Yeah, I was oh, going to say. These are the calls. We had one today. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's going to need more than stitches. Jeez, oh, Pete. I'm going to have to stitch this guy together for hours. He's going to be like a teddy bear. Uh, well Mania is also on Netflix. When well, human tornado and food critic Liv is diagnosed with catastrophic health, trapping her in Australia and jeopardizing her dream job in New York, she throws herself body first into a radical wellness journey. I'm not watching this garbage. <laughs> My tummy hurts. I have a headache. It's a girl complaint movie. All right, that's somehow or another we're all supposed to be on board. I understand your fingers yeah, ache. Go back to that. anime. It's the uh, end of the month, and so that's all we got. I understand you've got a uh, restless leg syndrome, and I Not have to act thing. like that's a real thing. But you don't understand. It's a I'm 
debilitated. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me. I have a friend who had to buy his girlfriend an RV. Huh? Brady? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to travel to her doctors across country because they moved to a different city. And she's not allowed to, like, she's too afraid her immune system's gone bad to get on a plane or be with people. So we bought her an RV to go from town to town. That was nice. Fact. It's not nice. He's miserable about it. They're going to acknowledge that she's got some sort of thing. It's so the I did unicorn? the right thing. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. I didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> you get married? Awesome. Oh, no, no, no. But, no, you know, no, but she's It's a fantastic. hilarious story. She's great. Yeah. She's got something going on. That's right. And they bought a $120,000 recreational vehicle for her to go to the doctor because she can't stay in hotels. She can't be on planes. And So they're going north to, to Canada then, right? Huh? They're going north to no. Canada. No? No. I, th- I would have figured that'd nope. be the first stop. U.S. doctors only. How far are they going? Long way. <laughs> Four-day trip, I'll just tell you that. Wow, that's like cross-country. Yeah. I know. Yeah. because I care. What does he do, his show live from the... No, he's not with Is it. this part of writing another book? He doesn't go, oh, no. Oh, she got... Well, no, well, there's a smart guy what? then. That's yeah, brilliant. That. Right. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Okay. Because <laughs> every woman cool, is right? kind of secretly dying a little bit. <laughs> And they all get something. Ask them. They'll tell you. And they, oh, yeah. <laughs> Brad has first-hand experience yeah. with that. <laughs> I've never met a guy who goes, well, I've got restless leg syndrome, so I don't properly sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> no dude would start talking about that. But chicks love talking about how sick they are. And it's real. We know it's really happening. All right. Now you're just playing. No, it is. Me. There's real things. <laughs> And the whole room, that. every guy in the room started shaking their heads, not with mine, and she's faking. They're real. Frustrating, but real. All right, we got music. Your old that. one was real. Your old one was real. Like the one, like, you're actually Look at him taking a time. Look at Hers him taking a real. Bro, let's not go Dude, there. Dude, like, there's like medical professionals well, yeah. inserting yeah. stuff. She's got monitors. Sometimes. Well, they will. I didn't say all of them. That's what I'm saying. But, you know. It's not all the time. Look. She's getting in the Hall of Fame. She's batting 300 on her maladies. I don't know. I'm saying she's saying she's got the numbers uh, yeah. Rafael Palmaro style. Oh, women. <laughs> oh, you think it was, oh you, do, you, do you think it was artificially aided? Oh, yeah. I can see that. Every woman's got something. And we understand. Must be tough. Do we? No, we try. <laughs> we just lie our way through it. Yeah. Yes. We make it worse trying to fix it. Oh, we, we can't fix it. That's the problem. You just have to allow it. To, you buy him an RV and you let him drive around the country. <laughs> is your, Poor guy. It's your RV. Yep. Your gluten-free bread. It's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's less of a we don't believe you. It's just <laughs> yep. a... It's you're a, hitting, str- you're hitting dead center right. on everything. You know his story. That's why That's I did overnights. Yeah, exactly. That's why I did overnights. I couldn't afford an RV. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Two RVs. <laughs> Brett had someone in his life that was sick seemingly every five seconds. <laughs> and then it would turn out was really sick. Like, oh, no, these are real. And then Brett says, yeah, maybe not. No. <laughs> this is why Brett's not married. Man, it was sometimes. You don't know for sure. You can't <laughs> no, say I don't. I'm just saying her problems were all real. Why are you kissing Real I'm not. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, look, What's here's the you? reason why. I don't know that they weren't. And I'd feel fairly <laughs> foolish. So I'm going to take your word for it. Now, can you temper some of the times you tell me? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that would help. Would that be a nice trade off? Yeah, and I'm going to believe be nice. every time you tell me. But, but you don't have to tell me every time. <laughs> it's extreme. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> what do you got? Nothing, now. doctor. <laughs> uh, it's pretty brutal today. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Pussifer's got a new album out. Yeah. Never been a fan. End of the month. Reimagined by Karina Round is. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Singularity. It's it's Pussifer. It is Pussifer. And this is their old stuff that someone else I think they're redoing. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever No, I think he's redoing. I think it's... Is it a covers album? Who's Karina Round? I don't know. People are either super deep into this band or not fans. I don't meet people. And it's just a video of a Yorkshire Terrier running about the house with a tooth. Like, I like Tool. I like A Perfect Circle. But Pussifer, I just never got into. I don't get it. like the dog. The dog in the video is cute. All right, that's enough. That's the nicest Pussifer song I've heard. <laughs> well, they're all kind of like that. They're really ethereal, weird stuff. All right, here's uh, Archetypes Collide. This is uh, What If I Fall. And let down everyone who trusted me. What if I fall? <laughs> City of Fire. <laughs> Are we hearing a little of City? Oh, yeah. A little. That's what I hear. Always builds when I hesitate. They have a Lincoln Park uh, influence. Or yeah, but Lincoln Park to. is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think Brett likes archetypes to lie. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where should we go? This one I thought was going to be good, and then it just turned out to be crap. The new Pornographers. Oh, I was yeah. like, all right, let's do this. And this is what we get. From a band called The New Pornographers. Yes. Yeah. Lady putting on some ice skates. How about the most exciting thing about Why? this song? Leggy. <laughs> oh, no, that? it's not the Nancy Kerrigan story. No, but it looks like it. She only put one on. Oh. This is horrible. Yeah, I told you. I, I went off the name alone. I'm like, all right, no. Wait, the backstage thing, place is all ice? I don't know what's going on. I don't care. That's no. a terrible song. It's just a, one of those fake floors that you can skate on. They have practice facilities right. like that. Right. Uh, here's Boy Genius. Not strong enough. Not good enough either. <laughs> you don't like this one either. sucks too. Brett, you're supposed to let us hear it and then tell you're not supposed to be the guy that tells us. All right, it sucks you tell before. me what you think about it. I know it, it sucks then. now, oh, but well, then, you know. there you go. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Give me the chance. What are you doing? What has happened to everyone? I don't know why I am the way I am. Not strong. These are two average lesbians just calling themselves boy genius. Is that what I'm saying? Are they in the band? Oh, it's three. Okay. Well, that's nice. I wouldn't have guessed that no, that was a woman not. singing. No, I'm not. That's not for me. <laughs> for all. someone. Uh, it's not. Guess. All right, let's do your right, ears. Here we go. <laughs> Twinks. This is a Vision of Atlantis. <laughs> or that. This is Clocks. <laughs> Time as you know. Let it go with the floor. Make a golden play out of every day. As the tick, tick, tock from the clock. 
should have said. Or Pirate Rock. Yeah. Ailstorm, man. Yeah. Laughing Dragon is flying through the water right now. For some reason, really enjoy that there is a pirate rock genre. It's just old Irish shanties. I wonder if the uh, Laughing Dragon ran aground. Maybe, I don't know. I've heard from it for a while. Came across the Black Pearl. I kind of like this. Not that I ever want to listen to it a lot, but I kind of like that. Not extensively, but yeah, every I was once in a, a bar while. and that was playing, I'd be enjoying myself. I'd put that on the jukebox yeah. just for the reaction. All right. And uh, put your seatbelts on for this one. This is the Lordy thing in the cage. I remember these. Oh, wait, this is not one I thought it was. Never mind. Oh. But it's... Yeah, this isn't the Lordy I think I remember either. You get real screamy. No. I like the action. Go to hell. No one could tell that I just broke the thing. You know, Lemmy's brother's got a job. He's from Transylvania. All right. Lordy. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. All right. Yeah, All right. You weren't kidding, man. How about Rotten Sound? This is renewable. Yes. All right. My issue is not with the music. It's with being a guy who's trying to find the next thing. Like, how do you get record deals? I just give it to all of them. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, are you into this? Built for the difference. No. I don't know if this is good versus what supposedly sucks in the genre. I think no you're always good to, at it. Yeah, I have no idea how to critique this. Is there anyone bad at this? I mean, the drumming's good. The guitar work. <laughs> you need to replace. Uh, you know, we're going to sign you. Replace that bass. He can't keep up. I can't. I don't think many people can keep up with that. Well, I don't wow. understand. It. I don't understand. That's my problem with it. I, I don't know when it's good and when it's bad. Yeah, I like it. Well, it's a whole. You guys, do a ballad too. I think it's you? all bad. It's yeah, a whole fifty-seven was, seconds. The ballad. Yeah. What's yeah. the ballad? That was oh. the love song. Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> the power Sorry. ballad. Listen to the words, man. She broke my heart. <laughs> and that brings us to the point in the show that everybody yes. waits for on Tuesday mornings. N-word or F-word. Today we're going to be doing Snoop Dogg's Snoop Upside Your Head. Oh, and uh, there is an S-bomb yeah. before we hit the N-word or the F-word. Uh, so yeah. just be I, careful with that one. All right. I, I won last week. This is a, this is a friendly N-word all day long. I'm going to go MFR. Okay. I'm trying to remember the song. I'll go a- Angry N Word. All right. All right. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. It's a whole nother day. I'm back up in you. Snoop Digo Double G. I represent you. Been away for a while, but you all know I'm Steve. Doggy styling on death row. Got shit. Damn. Sold up. So if you plan on coming out, nigga, hold up. A friendly N word. Yeah. I told you, that's all Snoop's. That's what he does. People get fired was for his a, friendly N word. Threat? No, no, it wasn't a threat. Well, here's the lyrics. He just said N word. Hold up. Yeah, he just said, "Yeah, I'm back up." Here. Uh, 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 so, but if you plan on coming out, N word. Hold uh, up. Hold up. That means that's a threat. It's a stick. It's a stick up, dick up. That's 
<laughs> That's a friendly <laughs> N-word. That's a friendly N-word. And we'll hold up. That That's what he's saying. He's not saying. Oh, shit. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, you can't say that. I can't or say shizzle that. my nizzle is not allowed anymore. And if you do, say the whole thing. Yeah, don't say <laughs> Lady in uh, wherever that was got fired for saying. Something like that. Yeah, somewhere down there. For saying, uh, for shizzle my nizzle, doing a story about Snoop Dogg. She lost her job. Can't do that. Uh, there you go. All right. I've won again. I'm very good at that game. Uh, there are your week. hot releases. Uh, brought to you by our friends at ericsfamilybbq.com. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's time now for Brady to entertain us all with something we call the Entertainment Drill. It's brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. And I uh, got an email from somebody uh, this morning who was uh, going to go to Tactical Black yesterday and got scared. Emailed me and said, I got scared. She had an incident uh, where her and her daughter were trying to go into a school and somebody pulled a gun on them in that traffic line trying to get into school. And she's like, I got to get into this thing. And uh, she was supposed to show up last night. And then she called and said, I'm nervous. I don't know what to I don't, I, I don't know what makes you more nervous. Going to a class that's going to help you survive something or being in the world where guys pull guns on you for a small traffic infraction in front of an elementary school. She wanted to pull into a parking lot and the guy was in the way. He pulled a, showed him her gun, his gun. You never know. What do you do? We ran a couple drills yesterday when I was there of what happens when you have a gun. It'll be part of that gun training seminar too, which is crazy. When you have a gun and another guy shows you his gun. Now, he might be afraid because he saw yours. So we were in a thing where it's like, what if you're in a little bit of a scuffle or an argument with somebody and the guy shows his gun? It's immediately a thought to be thrown. It's, it's crazy. And, and, man, my adrenaline yesterday was through the moon going through these little drills because there's no real right answer. It's just society just saying, hey, guess what's about to happen to you? Nothing good. And so we ran all the drills different directions and, you know, your natural reaction plus what you can do and what you're going to do. Stop the guy from making another move towards the gun. You draw your gun. All of a sudden he feels threatened. Now you're the bad guy. It's crazy. So uh, they were running through all these things. And at the end, we came up with a bunch of scenarios. It was amazing. And it was so cool to watch this progress happen as we had certain things you can do when a gun's pulled, certain things you can do when it's in a holster. It was amazing, and uh, it's just I learned. I don't say that too often at my age. I learned a lot yesterday, and it was all because I was out there doing this. If you're feeling a little threatened in a situation, you're thinking, I need to learn self-defense, guess what? You need to learn self-defense just for a peace of mind. You may never use it, but just to keep it in your back pocket, it's a great thing. ReactDefense.com is the place you need to go, tried and true. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of years of experience teaching you this stuff inside that building, and these guys are the best in the business. So... With a goofy world we live in, and it's all on our minds today, and it's going to be tomorrow, too. Uh, nothing wrong with starting to make yourself a little bit more of a sheepdog than a sheep. ReactDefense.com is the place to go. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain me. Next Friday, the Super Mario Bros. movie comes out. Someone conducted a survey asking thousands of fans for their favorite character in the Mario universe. Brett. <laughs> I already got my hat. <laughs> I don't know. Top five. Mario. Bowser Jr., number oh, five. Right. Of course. Toad, number four. Like the Toad. Mario, number three. Mario's third. Oh, is Princess Shortcake in the thing? Luigi, number two. 
I'm Luigi. He was player number two. Yeah, he's always player two. He wasn't even. Yeah. He doesn't even get top billing. Yoshi number one. Yoshi's pretty great. Princess Peach was seven. Or who did you ask about? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Just throughout the credit. Waluigi's nine. Donkey Kong, ten. Man, it's amazing. Now the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Kong is the reason it happened. He is the origin story of Mario. And he's tenth favorite. Variety put together a list of the best Quentin Tarantino characters from all of his movies. Man. Top five. Vincent Vegas got to still Bear be. Jew. Jules. Hans Landa. Jules Winslow. Hans Landa's amazing. Hans Landa Christoph is Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards. Major Marquis Warren was number four. That's uh, Christopher Walken, isn't it? Samuel L. Jackson in The Hateful Eight. Oh. That's the one I didn't like. You didn't like The that Hateful one? Eight wasn't very good. Seth Gecko, George Clooney, and from Dusk Till Dawn, was number three. Number two, Calvin Candy. Oh, yeah. DiCaprio. From Django Unchained. And then number one was Stuntman Mike, Kurt Russell, and Death. Death that was a pretty great one, yeah. Boy, they didn't go to any of the... No Pulp Fictions. Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. The, uh, Jackie had, Brown even has some good... Or Kill Bill? Jackie Brown was six. Kill Bill was uh, seven, eight. Um, Any Pulp Fictions in I there? May from Kill Bill was I seven. I May is awesome, but I the mean... The Bride, Uma Thurman. Jules and Vincent yeah. are... How they're not... Jules are 13. That's ridiculous. Even Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace should be a top five. Yeah, yeah Mallory Knox was number nine. Juliette Lewis. And I do love... Born uh, Killers. Christoph Waltz's thing from Inglorious Bastards. That might be... That's a fantastic character. Cliff... Uh, Cliff Booth was Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Pretty great. Mr. Pink was number 15. Mr. Pink. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I don't tip. <laughs> oh, that's fan ass. All those, I would flip almost flip that whole list over. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. And Jackie Brown. Uh, Jackie Brown's great. Man. Almost in order, I like his movies top to bottom. Although, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood became, rapidly got better and better the more I, I saw it three or four times. I'm like, this movie's great. A fan asked Nick Cage what his favorite Keanu Reeves movie was. Nick says it's difficult. He has mixed emotions about Keanu because he kicked my ass in billiards one night. But then he says, I can't like I, his I, movies because he <laughs> lost a game of pool. Yeah. He you goes, have to understand, I, I lost a game of nine ball to Keanu. Uh, it made me hate his film, say, baby girl. But to answer your question, <laughs> I like some of his early stuff, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And I thought he was great in River's Edge. What's the one where the mailbox is a time machine between hand sandals and Lakehouse? Lakehouse, yes. That was a good one, baby girl. I like it. U2 guitarist The Edge says they're going to kickstart a resurgence of guitars in mainstream music. Okay. I'm for that. Somebody needs We're to. turning the amps on and the rock and it will... Uh, They'll be at the Sphere in we'll Vegas a resurgence soon. of rock and roll. And when that thing happens, evidently that is going to change people's brains on how things are supposed to look and feel inside an arena or a building. Have you seen that, what they plan to do with this deal? Have you seen this? John Gordon's, uh, man, oh, man, it's this ball. They can do 
anything they want with it, including make it feel like there aren't walls. It's You're out be, on the strip. Uh, three quarters done. It's pretty done. It's yeah. just the technology. Friend of mine showed it to me about a year ago. It is. Yeah, it's unreal. So, like the pictures that I was looking online because they can turn it on. They did it and like, and if we want to make the entire thing disappear, we can do that. And poof, they turned it on, and there was no more sphere. You're outside in the strip. And it's not like it's virtual reality. It's unbelievable. But it feels like you're standing outside in the strip, and it's got all sorts of stuff. Wind. The sound. I, the I have no idea how they're, I, I don't know how they're going to use this. But then the outside is the same as the inside. So people outside are seeing what like the, the images are. Oh, it looks so cool. And it'll probably be the world's biggest flop ever. Because everybody's excited about it. So it's probably going to suck like Spider-Man the musical. Now, is it just an event center or is it tied to a casino? It's an event center. I don't know if, I don't know if it's tied to something. Okay. i to be honest with you. It's just his own separate building. But probably somebody owns it. Yeah. Yeah, U2 has got the first uh, residency there. They're going to open it up. And I don't know if they built one in London or doing the same thing. But There's going to be tons of them if this thing's any good. But just the... The idea, I'm like, oh my god! Just look it up. They've got a bunch of different uh, yeah. little. You know, when you're at a concert and they've got a great like screen behind them. Now imagine the whole building is a screen. Right. It's essentially what they're doing. I can't wait. Uh, that's it. Uh, we're all done. Tuesday's in the books. Larry's coming up in just a few seconds. Give you more information about there it is. They'll give you more information about the glories. That are Easter kegs. That's coming up here in a week and a half, if you can believe it. The Easter keg hunt is next Friday, and Larry's got all your info right here. All you got to do is tune in and listen. He's also going to give you some things, uh, including maybe tickets to U-Fest, which is also right around the corner. We're done. You guys have yourselves a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning segment. So long. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.